1: middle call, baby, hey, what an unmitigated (laughs) debacle, if I could borrow a word from you. I was making, a few hours ago, I was making fun of Ken Dorsey, Bill's offensive coordinator, throwing shit all over the coach's booth, but... That was mild compared to watching the 49ers play football.
2: You were right. Um, It's pretty wet once you were looking for it. I think most people think the screen shatters. Haberman was the first to alert me. A hand covers it. I think on the internet, when you say the prevailing thought on the internet is he shatters the screen. You know, is that what people were saying? I think that's what went kind of viral. People thought he shattered the screen. It's pretty clear. Maybe like the quality control guy covers it up. Doesn't want him to be embarrassed. I wouldn't have mind my TV screen getting shattered tonight, so I couldn't watch the 49ers and Broncos, John. Chances Mike Shanahan was doing that up in his box. Who would have guessed? His son embarrassed him tonight. That Paul Hackett was the proud father
1: on Sunday Night Football. Marin resident, you said? Well, they're just based on his thing in the Montana documentary. Paul Hackett. That's yeah. the celebrating dad after Sunday Night Football.
2: A lot of bad quarterback play tonight. Pretty terrible, yeah. and I'd yeah. say just some <laughs> terrible all around play. A quarterback play was pretty true. The lines for 49ers were pretty shitty as well. know, uh, not a positive night. <laughs> now, now, one quarterback who was really shitty makes six and a half million. No, no, hundred fifty bonus tonight for the win. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the other guy, the other guy makes forty six. So there is a forty million dollar gap. One guy was really shitty. Other guy really shitty, except one drive. Forty million dollar gap.
1: Does that make you feel better from a
2: 49ers <laughs> perspective? No. Well, John, you got your debacle. Trey got 10 points in a monsoon. He did. He did. Well, the 49ers, you know, how many points are they averaging now? 27 plus another 20. Not not a lot. No. Uh, meanwhile, Mike McDaniels, 3-0. Does she have a game. then on the Thursday, he could he be 4-0 by Friday morning. Plays the yeah. Bengals Thursday night. Terrible, John. Terrible. All right, before we get into it, too early for uh, D'Amico next head coach 49 the 49ers? Make a little transition, a little like Adam Peter John Lynch thing, or just pump the brakes.
1: I mean, D'Amico. I <laughs> keeps this up, he's gonna be somebody's head coach. Justin Herbert's head coach. How good is D'Amico? Uh, they didn't show the they didn't show uh, Evero the Broncos defensive coordinator till like the end of the game. Yeah, he they? was
2: that guy was killing it too. UC Davis, fifteen we points sure?
1: per game. That's what it is. No. Jordan says.
2: And a little skewed too, right? The 27 against the Seattle win today.
1: Uh Seattle beat the Falcons today. Yeah.
2: So they're tied for first place, huh?
1: Yeah. Well, just like, isn't Denver? Well, yeah, Denver's two and one. Denver's two and one. <laughs> tied with the Chiefs for first place. <laughs> Jesus. Uh Tobin says Kyle most overrated coach in football. Genius. Ha. Marquis says, So John, Trey was bad, huh? Tell me about Jimmy again. I have a feeling that'll be part of the theme of the night. I can imagine. Uh, Kiwi says, don't y'all think the line is a big issue? Yes. (laughs) Without question. Before we dive into it, John, let's tell the people about. I didn't think this would be a popular uh, theme, but uh, Tito's, good for emotion. Hope you had a good Tito's weekend. Maybe Morgan Wallen, Sam Smith, some Tito's, some college football, some NFL football, some Tito's. Tito's, we are sponsored by Tito's, John. Handmade vodka, uh, the official vodka of ham. The official give ham Good for emotion.
2: If I didn't have to do a million things tomorrow, I would probably have like four right now. Uh, I think a lot, like a lot of people listening, you know, you hope to have a productive Monday, uh, which is not that far away. When you play Sunday night, you realize shit. I mean, Monday's right around the corner. Uh, The 49ers. I I hope Kyle, you know, while he's watching this absolute atrocious game plan that he had going, has a whole bottle to himself on the what's you've made the flight before. We say Denver, Maybe a little faster on the charter. What do you what do you think about two and a, half, and a half three hours? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you get down a bunch of cocktails, especially with the anger. Hopefully Kyle puts a bottle to his own dome uh, responsibly. That is, and has a driver take him home if he is if he stay at the office. No big deal. You got that's what you got to do. But Tito's uh, can't recommend enough. Had a bunch in Vegas, guy. I went to a bar at the Cosmo. You know, you think Cosmo one of the nicer hotels. It's just it's awesome when you're in there. I go to this bar kind of earlier in the day on Friday. Right, two or three, and I say, you know, can we get two cocktails? She wants a skinny margarita. I want a Tito's soda and lime. And he looks at me. He's like, we don't have Tito's. You don't have Tito's. You want my, you, do you think I'm going to do business with you? Of course, we left, go to another bar. They have Tito. <laughs> it was either like Belvedere or Kettle. I was like,
0: eh, well, of course, we
2: left. See ya. <laughs> I mean, adios. And uh, uh, Godspeed. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're a bar and you don't have Tito's in 2022, you, you are not getting this man's credit card. Uh, my
1: wife, Alyssa, was down in L.A. Uh, last week. She said, uh, went to the hotel bar, got a a, 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 a Tito's mule. Didn't it, Just said, let me get, I'll get the Moscow mule. Bartender used Tito's off the jump. She said, thank you for using Tito's. Tito's handmade vodka distilled a bottle in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume. Namely, eighty proof crafted to be savored responsibly. Comments are coming in fast and furious. So much to talk about, John. Before we get one step further, we also have to tell people we're sponsored by DraftKings. DraftKings, John, where you go and use the promo code HAMP? When you sign up, DraftKings, sign up with the sportsbook. Use the code HAM when you do. And right now, uh, you bet 5 bucks on any football team to win, and you receive an additional
2: $200 in free bets if your bet cashes. Obviously, people love same-game parlays. DraftKings love same-game go- parlays. Can't recommend it enough. You can combine multiple bets from the same game to give your shot at an even bigger winnings all season long. DraftKings uh, has been around for a while, so you know your funds are safe. And can be withdrawn. What did we do, guy? We told every single person that would listen, we have been ice cold. So fade us. And we would be like, everyone's taking the Chiefs. What do you do? Fade of the week. The Chiefs take the Colts. Even though it doesn't make sense. Then you're watching it. Kind of weird. enemy and Mahomes kind of yell at each other, even though it felt at one point in time, like Chiefs probably gonna end up covering. Yep, then but they, they somehow don't lose. Yep. So our bet this week was the Colts on the points. Also, we I suggested through a, flyer, that, through a flyer? Also
1: suggested that parlay the the Washington State money line, Oregon State plus six and a half parlay, which is close. Washington sleep. State did have the backdoor cover on the uh, on the points, but download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use the promo code HAM to receive two hundred dollars in free bets if your bet hits after placing a five dollar pregame football wager. That's promo code HAM only at the DraftKings. Sports book did the Beavs cover too? Were they underdogs? Covered, Six so they and both. And co- if you took the underdog parlay and the points, yep. Boom, boom. Yep. Um, uh, well let's get to a few of these. Real estate investor says, "At Haberman Middlecough, forty nine fans cry crybabies. You young gamers generation, better learn this is not fantasy; it's reality, and it's a long season. You bailed on this team last year too." Donald, let's rattle off some of these. John Donalds uh, for ten bucks. Thank you, Donald. So I would just ask that the media keeps the same energy about Jimmy that they had towards Trey. If Trey had stepped out of the back of the end zone, sheesh, that's a fact, to Jack. Right? If Trey had stepped out of the back of the end zone, he'd be getting killed for it. I mean, Jimmy wasn't allowed on the practice field for seven months. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, that's a joke. That's a joke. I mean, it's true, it, but it's a
2: joke. It, it is. It has been, and he was doing a good job making fun of himself. A long-standing running joke on one individual right on if memory serves me correct a winless team so the historic moment of dan orlovsky who has actually really grown on me as just a guy on television as a football guy used to not really care for him now i'm cool with him no i don't know him i just mean like i like his takes or whatever he was known for doing that on a winless team the running joke was like what an embarrassment right shitty quarterback shitty team like that kind of symbolized the moment right to do that on sunday night football Honestly, guy, it is since you and I have been doing this. I, I would say this like little run Kyle had 19 to now of Jimmy kind of establishing himself. You could say that's potentially Jimmy's worst play ever when you factor in this was not his fault. And who knows? It's knock on wood. They might have lost their best player. Let's best case not for the season, but who fucking knows? The safety, actually, they could have lost their best player on the play, and if it wasn't a safety and he had to sit that out of bounds, it would have been a pick six. It's one of the most disastrous plays I've ever seen with my own eye. Orlowski's, that play, given that his team was a fucking joke and was winless, this Sunday night football in, I don't want to say a must-win game, but an enormous game where your defense is kicking ass, you lose your best player. I mean, it's just, this play was worse than Orlowski's. I, Honestly, I don't even think it's close. When you factor in what was at stake,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, the difference. I'd have to go back and look at the Orlovsky play. I think he kept this, running. Remember? I think part of this play is on Kyle. Also, it was a very whatever it was supposed to be. I don't know if he was looking for Kittle to eventually get up that sideline. It was like
2: a play action boot thing.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was bad from the jump, and then it was bad on Jimmy's part, and then it it was. I don't know that you could have imagined if you had told me there's going to be a play where the guy runs out of the back of the end zone, and it actually could have been worse if he didn't because the pick six is what I saw first. I don't know if you noticed live. I, I, I close saw close I, saw his, I saw, his
2: foot hit. Yeah, I did. I thought he
1: got close to the end line, but I thought it was a pick six. Uh, absolute disaster of a play. Trey Lance, to be let's be real, has gotten uh, his fair share of criticism, and we have – some would call it nitpick. We have said what we've thought about Trey – Jimmy has never been immune to that and is getting his just like he always has.
2: Jimmy's been shit on for five years, and he is going to get eviscerated for tonight, along with the coach, starting here. I mean, that was that individual play. I I will say this. You're right. It's it's a double factor. It's the coach and the quarterback. If you are going to call that play, which I think immediately realized, regardless of Trent, you would say the injury of Trent, a little out of everyone's control. Dude kind of got thrown in the back of his knee, right? So if you remove that and Trent had been safe to call a play where a guy's that far back in the end zone, you would say is always risky, right? Because if a defensive lineman breaks through you're fucked. and then it's on Jimmy to kind of know you only have, you're starting in the end zone. There's a finite amount of space, right? You at the 20 yard line. You don't even think about that. Or you at the 10 you're, you're in the color. Like there has to be some situational awareness. One thing we agreed on, on Jimmy's, The potential for Jimmy to be successful is like his experience, his just kind of understanding. We never disputed Jimmy airmailing balls. that were. I mean, tonight the airmail of balls were consistent with what he's been. But the situational awareness, even the, the pick he threw at the end of the game, they ended up getting the ball back. But the pick he threw that his former teammate, I mean, I would say made a play on the ball. He was literally just standing there and he threw it to him. It was an atrocious decision. Like, I, we've seen Jimmy do that before. The back of the end zone is like, this is the NFL. Some situational awareness, one-on-one. Like, that, I, I would say of all the shitty things he did tonight, you could say that's almost inexcusable to just know you kind of got to stop at eight. Yeah, I mean, I would you say that. You put that on more the coach or the quarterback, that play. God, I, I, I give them equal blame on that play. I do. It's an atrocious call. Because you told me before we hopped on, I crushed – on my little notes while the game was going on, I'm like, God, Nate Hackett is such a pussy for not punting. And then you realize, you know, historically in tight games, you just always punt your defense and you just kind of play that. that. That's probably actually was the right move. Well, he right? wanted to go for it, but Jerry Rossberg talked him out of it. I
1: wasn't really listening. How do you know that? Well, I just saw one of the Broncos reporters tweeted it. The guy he just hired, Kyle Shanahan, just got out coached by a guy that uh, Nate Hackett hired three days ago.
2: Jerry Rosberg was the guy that said punt Jerry Rosberg said punt in fairness to Jerry Rosberg that was the right call right just working (laughs) off the spreadsheet probably (laughs) but yeah I thought when I read on the internet they just hired this Jerry Rosberg analytical guy I was just gonna assume like you know 37 year old guy kind of been doing I saw the picture of him he looks like 70 years old when when NBC went to him he was old I think he'd retired I assume (laughs) uh... he's
1: just in the Denver area Knees says, John, tell me more about Jimmy. Tim K. blocked me after the Jimmy interception. <laughs> Laughy emoji.
2: Yeah, this was...
1: Uh... Uh, Colin says, people 10 bucks, Colin. He p- paid good money for this. People talking about how Trey Lance was way behind Jimmy, including Middlecoff's comments last week. It's who he's always been. Niners defense has given up 21 points in three games. And two and one. Maybe it's one and two, but nonetheless. Yeah. Niners would die to be two and one right now. The Broncos, yeah, I mean, are if, honestly, if Trey Lance had just played that game, not that this is the whole thing. You know, it's funny because we talk about Trey. Let me just say we talk about Trey as if he got benched. He did not get benched. He got hurt. That's why he that's why Jimmy Garoppolo played
2: a major injury, shattered ankle, torn ligaments like he's out for six his, to eight months. His right. de, his deloid and his spelloid or whatever those. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree because that you've been saying this all week. I didn't really, again, I I haven't been living and dying. I've turned off some comments. I I just can't take the screaming back at each other. But tonight it was unavoidable, at least on the twitter.com. It is being discussed like Trey is available or something. Like he is gone. Jimmy would not be playing regardless of what we thought, given the better chance, his own teammates and coaches thought, which weren't arguable. He's not a, he's in a, I would have guessed he's still in the hospital bed. I mean, think about that. Like, he's in a hospital bed, but it's getting talked about. Like, this is what – he didn't get replaced. Like, he got forced into this. They would have lived – I mean, at minimum, they would have gone down five or six games to let it get weird if it got weird. Like, Trey was getting a runway. Jimmy was – let's face it, Jimmy was forced into action because his ankle was pointed that way. Now, we gave the takes after that Jimmy gave him the better chance to win. Here's what I will say. They, They each started two games where they got to play the whole thing through. Both games, they scored ten points. Like I, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend or whatever. Like Jimmy was atrocious tonight. I thought, J- I thought Trey was pretty terrible in the Chicago game. They lost them both. Two L's, ten points total, of twenty points. Now we do anoint the coach, like we used to say about like Sean McVay, but definitely like John Gruden. Right? It's like John Gruden was the poster boy of the organization. Not Derek. Not Khalil. For I guess he like Kyle is the poster boy over Trey. Like, it's Kyle's offense when it comes to the offense. Even Debo, we even said last week when you're like, who's the – or I ask you. I'm like, who was the – what was the NBC graphic, the tease for the following week? And you're like, well, it looked like they just ripped Trey off and put Debo up. And and then I saw it this week. And I I remember saying, like, you could have just put Kyle. So it's like Kyle takes the blame when Trey scored the 10 points and when Jimmy does – now both Jimmy gets like – has a longer resume. We just know more about him. Trey's this great unknown. But bottom line, they had two games where they both started and they scored fucking 10 points. And I'm not trying to, it feels like if I say this, it's gonna be like I'm talking shit about Trey. And I'm not trying to. Like I no one, when you see the 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 injury, no one wanted the guy to get hurt. But like this defense, like I, I'm not defending Jimmy by any means. He was atrocious. The offensive line beside Trey, I think Chris Collins were said it right at the end of the game. They're like, Ever since Trent went out, it's been a disaster because McGlinchey and Burford were having a tough time over there, right? I mean, Randy Gregory was causing havoc. And the moment Trent went out and they put in like, I don't know if they put in the wrong left tackle because someone texted me, they're like, McKivitz on the two deep here at the Broncos stadium on the thing that they give to the media is the number two. So I don't know if there's a screw. So regardless, the whole thing was kind of screwed up. Like their, their offensive line was getting worked. But both the guys got two starts. Denver's defense is better than Chicago's, and they both got worked. Ten points. Like like we say a lot about football, it's just a, the end result. How it looks, like you, you're paid to score points. Ten, it, it's both games, embarrassing outcomes. We said it when we got on here in the Chicago game. That's an embarrassing loss. We're going to say it when we get on here tonight. That's a fucking joke loss. To Nate Hackett and a team that scored 11 points, when your defense, because I was like, did the defense give up nine points? And you're like, yeah, obviously, they had safety. Nine points. Nine points. You, you can't be, I can't take you as a Super Bowl team when you can't win a game when your defense gives up nine points. Like, that's against, like, a non-dominant squad. Like, that's Russ, I mean, Fat Russ. His Super wife Bowl was team. hiding. Well, I'm just saying, like, that's how they were being talked about. Right? Well, like, I know, but I'm just,
1: they're <laughs> one and two with
2: two of the worst losses in the NFL this year. Did you think she was hiding herself a little bit, like trying to lay low no, or she was
1: just like slouching low? And then she saw the camera was on her and she kind of sat. But just, this is the
2: outfit, the hat. Oh, the well, I
1: did talk to a Seattle source yesterday, John, and I said, what's the deal with Sierra? And that person said to me, really cool. Every time I've talked to her, it seems really normal. I swear to
2: God. I, 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 I talked to her three times. She was really normal. Really cool. I was like, oh, is there a chance she's way more normal than him?
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I was like, what's the deal then?
2: She did have a bodyguard open her door, though, to get McDonald's. Ordnance
1: sources, but, you know, uh, who knows? Not everything you hear is
2: true. And if your order is complicated, you know, the lines of communication, right? What if she had a really complicated order? Like no pickles on certain things, right?
1: Question, uh, did Jimmy lose the locker room yet? (laughs) Seahawks (laughs) lost. it. I have to correct myself. I said Atlanta
2: lost. Seattle lost. Seattle lost at home to Atlanta. Atlanta won. I can honestly say I saw one snap, and that was on my TV. A highlight DK, sweet touchdown. Did you see any snaps of that game? Uh, Did not. No, no. Yeah.
1: But in any event, would you? I mean, one and two. um, There are some bad. There are some teams that they're having some bad starts. Three game starts. That's what it is. Someone said earlier, don't overreact. Whatever. Three game starts. But it's it's a really bad three game start for a team that was in a Super Bowl conversation. Clearly has a high level defense, has really good playmakers. I know they have good playmakers, and I know they've identified their playmakers, John, because those are the only people on the team to touch the ball. In the first half, only four people got the ball: Jeff Wilson, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. And one target to uh, uh, fifteen, and they missed him. Jimmy missed him.
2: So uh, who scored the Niners' touchdown? I it was so long ago, I don't, honestly don't even remember. Do
1: uh, you Ayuk, remember Ayuk on that short little?
2: Oh yeah, the sweet little play. Yeah.
1: On the well, they said it was an illegal blocking downfield on Debo. And then they got some more people involved in the second half. But, man, they,
2: they had – there oh, yeah. wasn't a
1: lot of variety to the Niners' offense. Uh,
2: who do you want to start with, the quarterback or the coach? Uh,
1: I mean, I guess we've kind of – we talked about Jimmy in the end zone. Let's talk about – we've already kind of started talking about two bad losses with two different quarterbacks. So, to me, that points to Kyle Shanahan.
2: Yeah, I, tonight in this situation, I, I would say by about midway through the second quarter when the possession is just going back and forth. I mean, at one point in time, guy, I wrote down that that was, this was in the third quarter. Tirico drops. That was the Broncos' seventh three and out. Seven three and outs. And obviously a long period of time, I don't know if the Niners ever got a third down. They did not have a third down conversion. And it was like, Kyle, part of the reason we think highly of you is your variation of plays. And it felt like, he wanted to keep everything simple because he's on the road against a really good defense. But then there comes a moment where I just think, and we noticed this at anyone that, like I was doing, talking shit about Russell Wilson the entire game. One thing was clear after the dust settled, like you couldn't just bank on him having unlimited awful series. Like he was just going to pull something out of his ass, and he did. He found some ingredients, and he cooked the drive, scored a touchdown, which ultimately was the difference in the game. And Kyle basically called the entire game like he was never going to find any ingredients, and they were just never going to score, maybe hit a field goal or two, right? That Like basically once they got to seven, that as long as they hit like one more field goal, probably going to win. Like where was – there was the one play where they ran something to Debo. I, he almost went like Shady McCoy ball security, and I couldn't tell. Like are they going to have him throw? But no, he didn't. He just ran. He did like two 360s, and he got like a yard – I don't blame Debo. I mean, it was just nothing was there. There was a play at one point in time in the game where he just ran like he just kept going kind of basic plays to Debo, like run plays. Like, what, what the fuck are we doing here? Do, do you have some sort of kid old throwback? I, to me, this was the type of game that forever with the Patriots with Brady, for example, back when Josh was used to winning it. When they were in this game, they would have the one curveball play at the right moment. Kyle had it last year, right, with the double pass with Debo. Like, that's what this game called for. Just kind of a play out of your ass like, oh, my God, that worked. And sometimes if you watch football for the last 48 hours, sometimes those plays don't work, right? The double pass throwback to the quarterback. I saw it a lot in college, saw it a couple times a day. And sometimes you just got to throw it away. But today, they just they didn't do anything. It, it was the most vanilla consistency of calls. And I get, as Jimmy's getting shittier, you're getting terrified. But to not have any curveballs, I don't know, guy. I mean... For a guy that makes a ton of money and is known as one of the best offensive coaches, in that game, you got to at least try a curveball. That was my thing. Just try it. Try something. And it just – everything was so vanilla. And then when they got into go-to passing situations, I don't know. I I just don't love Jimmy just in shotgun with, you know, backup offensive lineman and McGlinchey who can't barely touch a soul. Like, what do you guys think is going to happen? He was constantly just getting – like, I, I'm not trying to defend Jimmy here, but they were in his fucking dome, not constantly. And he also made some terrible throws separate from that. But they were getting pressure nonstop. They were getting more pressure in the second half than I felt like the Niners were. Now, the Broncos offensive line on the whole, especially with Trent Williams, out, is actually pretty good. I mean, it's considered one of the better ones in the NFL. But the Niners offensive line was getting cooked. And it's like, to me, when you're Kyle, like, you got to try some different shit. You can't just, let's just throw three, five-step drop. Hope McKivitz and McGlinchey can hold on for dear life. Like, no, it's. Randy Gregory looks like he's, uh, I don't know, von Miller or something. Kyle, uh, now, we're talking about Kyle here. Jimmy missed multiple throws on, like,
1: Debo screen plays, right, where Debo's coming back. But they were a mess. It don't feel
2: like that was going to work, though. No, the, they were a mess. Airmail Jimmy going. by about a lot. And, mean, you know, Debo. like, I, I texted
1: you early in the game after they had that scoring drive. Either they're not going to score again. This is my text. I find the text. Either they're not scoring again or they're going to blow them out. Because we've all seen it, right? You and I have seen it a million times. We've talked about it. The drive that you score on that you scripted is not the same as all the rest of the drives that you're going to have.
2: Tried and true form in the NFL, right? And you, can, I don't know.
1: I don't want to overly simplify that you go in thinking this was going to be a pushover game with Denver. Russ was so bad, you just kept feeling like there's no possible way you're going to lose, and so maybe you had less urgency offensively to take any risks or do anything different because you thought maybe your defense was going to hold up. But th- if that's what you're thinking, that is so unfair to your defense to ask them to hold up for four quarters against a guy who even though He's washed, he's washed, he's washed, he's washed. He can't... He, we saw it again today. Wash Russ can still beat you in a close game because he can still get away and make a a play, right? So when he escapes and makes a 24-yard throw, whatever the hell, scramble... Oh, the Kinlaw play. Kinlaw had him. Kinlaw had him. Kinlaw shoves the offensive lineman out of the way. It's him and Russ. And Russ is boop, boop. Third down and 10, boom, 27-yarder because you can only cover for so long. So... You know, I, I don't know if that was part of the mindset. Like, well, that—I
2: that, that, mean, that for the Denver offense. Wouldn't you say that was the play of the game? Yeah, it was four minutes left. Well, I and, guess it was like five and a half minutes. left. But it was just a miraculous kind of scramble. It was, play, it, it yeah. was vintage Russ because some of his runs they were kind of nice, but pretty clear he's moving slow. There just wasn't any. I think he—he he does not want to run. There was just no one there, right? Even Greenlaw yeah. was actually—you could tell—way back, like he's in coverage. He's coming up, pretty good. I mean, that was a great open field tackle. Now, Russell doesn't have as much shimmy anymore, but you have to. That's a that's a fantastic open field tackle. But then he did it again a couple of plays later. He is really slow. To, to I, me, sitting here right now, the more I let this marinate, losing to a fat Russ, that if I just told you when this before the season started, before we even knew he was cooked, right? I don't know if he's quite cooked, but he's a shell of himself, which is still probably better than a lot of quarterbacks. But he's nowhere. Well, near Well, he still the guy.
1: have moments. Yeah, I mean,
2: but he's what we saw two or three years ago doesn't look remotely close to that, right? If I told you that they were going to play Russell Wilson Sunday night, regardless who the quarterback is, their offense is going to score nine points and Russ is going to have one touchdown drive. You'd be like, Are the Niners going to win like twenty four to ten? How would the Niners lose that game? You you would find a hard scenario for the Niners to lose a game. If I told you before we had ever seen the Broncos or Hackett play a game together, nine points on offense and Russ, one touchdown drive. Other than that, if I told you, here's the other thing, guy, constantly getting made fun of on social media, everyone making fun that he can't cook on his own. Because how could you not? Seven, three and outs. There was one play on a third down where – I mean a basic NFL throw. He jimmied it. Jerry Judy was wide open, like a quick out, yeah. and threw like behind him. I, I've been watching Russell Wilson his whole career. I listen, he's you can say whatever you want about him, even in his heyday. He hit that throw with his eyes closed in his peak, right? Right. What is going on? A- and you lose to that? Like Kyle, you you can't lose to that. Like it and the football's a team game and all, but There's a moment where D'Amico, again, he's the highest character guy in the league. So he's like pr- Kyle help project his career but holy shit i mean what the, that's that's an all-time you said to me before we hopped on is that the worst loss in kyle's career no I, let's throw out the first couple years but like since they've had expectations feels like that's up there right i i mean my you know without doing the hard search of it um it does feel like it's it, it's a candidate to be the worst the they had a colts loss last year that was pretty bad remember in the rain and wins. Yeah, I you know, I think part of what makes this one feel bad is you just
1: you just went to Jimmy and we we've talked about it. There have been the stories, maybe some people the silver wrote, some people in the locker room think Jimmy might be better. Now, people I know hate silver. Uh I talked to a guy two days ago who talked to those stories are not not real, put it that way. Someone who uh, knows people we, in that. We've knowledge. already acknowledged that. I understand, I understand but I, people, okay. I'm just saying, like, that was not just Mike Silver that reported that, but that's people were saying that. So. But who thinks I mean, those are he, fake, Besides, Well, I, I'm just, away. I forget about whether it's fake or not. I'm just saying, I talked to somebody who knows, and they told me that's not fake. But I, you're right. I don't about, know what about, about, about what specifically? About some players thinking that Jimmy gave them a better chance to win. That's not fake. That's not yeah. Silver made it up. Tyler says, stop blaming this on coaching. Uh, Blaming this on coaching Not Jimmy is ridiculous Hold Jimmy to the same If not a higher standard Jimmy lost this game By a mile Don't worry We will get to Jimmy It's more about Kyle doesn't get Completely off This is his team This is not year one This is year six Say what you want Nathaniel Hackett They didn't want him It's his third game Coaching a team And he just beat You know Kyle Shanahan Who handpicked the 49ers To be his organization He did
2: hire a retired guy To run his clock He did It's <laughs> It's not We're not
1: Like these games We talk about these games First and foremost And then the big picture You know, I do wonder if part of what we saw today is Kyle's is why Kyle ran Trey much as much as he needed as much as he did run Trey Lance in week two. Right. Like, are you getting something with Trey's legs that Jimmy's arm does not make up for? I think all of us watch Trey and this is not about Trey necessarily, but all of us watch Trey and talk. Ideally, you would get it all with the arm, but it's not like Jimmy gives you everything with his arm. Right. And maybe some of what we saw offensively today is an example of why Trey Lance, um, why the game plan for Trey Lance was to run so much, right? Especially remember we talked about this offensive line and its struggles, and maybe Trey's legs would help them with that. Uh, well, we won't find out for another year whether or not Trey Lance's legs will help them with that. But um, you know, this this not surprisingly looks like the roller coaster ride. That Kyle Shanahan, for better or worse, has captained for many years, right? He's been the captain of some roller coaster rides, and 2022 is already one.
3: ButcherBox.com/slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com/slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats and then the fun is on prize picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to league of legends and everything in between it's really simple to play you make your picks submit an entry in less than 60 seconds I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game and I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers you may remember I've got less on Otani homers this year we'll see and at halftime of your next NBA blowout game just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks, pick more,
2: pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. the A's only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season you probably can basically go for free just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game they also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out or concerts game time app promo code ham save yourself $20 we don't even need to thank you
0: just hammer that promo code save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app
2: his highs are really high. And I'm not talking about like overall result of like a season going to Super Bowl. I'm talking about like individual games. Like you leave a game, you go goddamn Kyle Shanahan. Woo. Jesus. And his lows are like, I mean, Nate Hackett lows, Josh McDaniels Raiders lows. Like they, they, his lows are is low urban. Like this is a complete embarrassment, not the overall team. Cause their defense is consistently pretty good, but ultimately we judge him off the offense. Like I, one thing I've always said about head coaching, because it's like, I was making fun of the Raiders on Twitter. Someone's like, well, you're not watching the, it's the defense. Like, when you're the head coach, everything is under your umbrella. It's why Hightower was on Kyle. Like, if you're going to hire your friend from college and your special team is going to be a joke, I, I can make fun of Hightower all I want. But ultimately, the buck starts with you. Like, you're choosing to not put this to the higher priority. And to me, like like you said, Trey Lance broke his ankle. Now, people blamed it on the running, and I've seen a lot of former NFL people come out and defend it. Like, so, It's football. He's a running quarterback. The whole part of, of drafting him was to get a dual threat. That's why we pounded the table to not get Mac Jones. And then when he starts running him, it's not, it's not safe enough. It's like, holy fuck. Like, he's not fast enough to go outside. It's a freak deal. He had a terrible ankle injury. But I, all these running quarterbacks, they run it all over the place. Would he run outside sweeps if he could all game long? Of course he could. He just wasn't able to get outside. So they felt the best play, and it didn't fit. I I understand if you want to be critical of running up the gut. I just don't understand his other runs. He's a dual-threat quarterback. Now, Jimmy, like Jimmy's not a dual-threat quarterback. So if he's not going to run the ball, he has to throw it. And as we saw today, brings back immediate memories. Like, his throwing can be all over the map. Now, you also got to then call plays within that. And I don't, like – I kept saying this last year on special teams, like try a trick play just to try to spark some shit. And it's like, Kyle, wh- where is your trick play tonight? Just your quarterback is swimming. Your offensive line feels outmatched. Sometimes when, when you're in that situation, like why do some basketball teams historically run like in college the run and gun? Because they don't have the horses if you're in the SEC to go up against Kentucky, right? Or go up against Duke if you're in their comp. You got to do something different. You can't run the same offense. Historically, like why did some coaches run the wing T or back in the day, leech. Now a lot of te- more teams do it is to try to like give yourself an advantage. Well, in the NFL, for the most part, most teams are relatively close. So when you find yourself in an independent game that is just like one thing can swing one way or the other, you got to kind of pull something out of your ass. Especially your quarterback's getting worked, your, your uh, offensive line's getting worked, and your defense is literally keeping you in the game. Like, I'm thinking like the only one way they're going to win it is like, can they get a pick six or can they get a fumble six? And when you think that, you're in a bad spot in the game when that's what you're kind of depending on, right? Because ultimately the Denver got what they needed in the touchdown drive. Like, I kept saying like, do they have a touchdown drive in them? No one was very confident by the second half, right? They had a touchdown drive in them. But you always think like maybe – I think that Russ had a play in him. Yeah, I was always – I was kind of like maybe he's just this cooked. And then I remembered like he still does a play in him. The only thing that gave me hope is like maybe Debo could like make three guys miss. But Denver's defense is really good. They're very fast. They're good up front. They have team speed everywhere. They have good DBs. Like even the play Jimmy skipped, which was an atrocious pass to Ayuk unlike on the one. It was like third and thirteen and the comeback yeah. Ayuk yeah. was open, but by a little bit, but I mean, that pass was a complete embarrassment but like like guys weren't this wasn't a wide open game for anything I saw it, the debo
1: shallow over the middle which might have been a touchdown was I think I think maybe someone will correct me I think the worst miss of the night it was a bad, it was a third and short debo's open and he throws it behind him
2: I agree, that was a bad miss but the result of the pick at the end of the game where he throws it right to the DB Yeah
1: yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was pretty bad yeah, uh, and the, here's the other thing. Watching that game, we can, well, I'll, I won't. Let's here's, the the here's the here's the thing, though, like that comment you just put up, you need an offensive line to put away the game. Against both teams, right? The, the Broncos got a rushing TD to ultimately win the game, but they didn't rush that drive. Why? You're not rushing on the Niners. What, what could the 49ers do tonight? It's hard to rush on good defenses, right? Especially by the second half, any defensive coordinator works their salt. Starts cheating everyone up. What did Collins Collinsworth say to the game? Have you noticed to Mike, or maybe speaking to just the people, who Funga, they can just cheat him up around the line yeah. of scrimmage because they're getting good coverage on the outside. Well, the Broncos, same thing. They got good DB. so you can cheat people up near the line of scrimmage. So what happens? You don't just have four defensive linemen and a couple linebackers. You actually got an extra guy, or maybe two, depending on you know, the, how aggressive they are being against the run. So what do you got to do? You have to make plays in the air or – do something some sort of when i say trickeration i don't mean like a triple pass i just mean something outside of the box neither team did russ just did a couple houdini plays and obviously jimmy and the 49ers did not have any houdini just based out of their normal place and kyle's not calling any you know thing outside of the box nobody's getting wide ass open what's well, down but, but isn't it hard to get wide ass open against good defenses it should yeah.
1: be yeah Uh, Well, you're not going to, people aren't going to like this uh, quote, John, but uh, here we go. Garoppolo post game. It was my first week with these guys. We've got to get in a rhythm reacclimation period. I'm not trying to make excuses. I've just got to get in game shape and get rolling. Now we had a good rhythm last year. We just have to get back to that. We'll get there.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't think people are going to enjoy that one. The
1: first sentence is not an opinion. It was my first week with these guys like as the starting quarterback. now if you were Trey's backup for six months, you wouldn't have been the starting quarterback the, you know you wouldn't have been getting all a bunch of reps because backups don't get reps. so that part would have been weird, right even if you were Trey's backup and and Kyle had let him practice, he still would not have gotten the amount of reps that a starting quarterback gets. but he's saying the insanity of the whole off season is part of what contributed to this game. Yeah, Denver's I mean, I, better than Seattle. I mean, that's a factor defensively maybe, but
2: they they don't there. have
1: that much time now. They're one and two. so And they're,
2: they're, aren't they playing the Rams this week on Monday Night Football? Playing the Rams on Monday Night Football. I watched the Rams today. They're they're a little weird too, but they, they, I, listen, I, I just don't think any wants to hear, here's a reality with Jimmy and Kyle specifically, like any sort of excuse, even though factually Jimmy's 100% correct. Not only did, was he not practicing with the team, he wasn't around, I just think you got to wear it on the chin. You've made a hundred plus million dollars. You've played in a lot of these games. Just be like, I was terrible. I got to get better. We've been through the wars together. We'll get back. I, to me, the thing, like my first week with these guys, if I was a PR campaign or I was, is it Mike and Billy? Is <laughs> His, his uh, brothers, Jimmy and Billy's managers. I, I, yeah. Whatever his brothers slash managers are. My number one recommendation, like Jimmy, everyone was on your side. They're going to pivot away from it. Just w- take this one on the chin. Just be like, I sucked. I killed us. Great job by the defense. I've been through the wars with these boys. Me and Kyle, will get it figured out. Th- th- that first line, that one's a tough sell for me, guy. That that one, I-, I don't think you can say that. Not not after that. Like It's not your first week with these guys. You've played a million fucking games with Debo and Kittle. Hell, you, you played an entire season with Jawan Jennings. You played multiple with Brandon Ayuk. Now, if you want to say a lot of new pieces of the offensive line, I guess you could say that, but no one wants to hear the quarterback – this is a kind of a unique situation where factually is correct, but kind of not right. The only thing would have been worse, like I've been injured, just getting my rhythm back. Like I, we get it, Jimmy. I, you know, yeah,
1: it'd be like if Trey Lance said after the Bears game, you know, guys, I've only played, uh, you know, 17 games of organized football as the starting quarterback above a high school level, whatever. The, I made that number up, but whatever that number is. So, you know, I've never played in rain before. I played indoors in college. You guys may not know that. So I'm just adjusting to torrential downpours.
2: Um, That's a tough look. That's, I just, one thing I expect, honestly, I thought Trey's response out of Chicago, I thought he handled it pretty well after the embarrassing loss of just, you know, he kind of took it. I don't love that out of Jimmy. I don't love that out of my quarterback when they just, just fucking wear it all, even if some of it's bullshit. It's just part of the gig. I'd say that's why you make 25, but you make 6.5. And, and with bonuses and your playing time, as long as you stay healthy, you probably hit could have made a Could have made an <laughs> extra 150 today, whatever the number was. I mean, career, we're talking about a guy that was, you know,
1: last year 68% completion, the year before that um, 67, the year before that 69. So you think you're getting a high 60s percentage passer. You think you're getting 20 to 27 touchdowns, and you know you're getting – you know, twelve to thirty. You know, eleven. Yeah, probably thirteen interceptions and seventeen at least. Other times where you hold your breath and your your heart jumps out of your chest because you think he's about to throw a pick. You know, I mean that it's a reminder that what you don't get. This is why you want a high end, talented quarterback. Is because what you don't get with some of the risk with Garoppolo is the playmaking that comes with it um when you have a a more talented player and you know he he cannot help you when things aren't going well in the way that russell helped the broncos today when things were not going well he cannot bail out his coach
2: he's the poor man's kirk cousins that way and every coach really
1: for the most part even andy Reid needs a quarterback that can bail him out and
2: he has one well think about this andy Reid was always known as like the I guess Phil Mickelson, he won like six majors, but before he won, it was like you know the best coach to never win a Super Bowl, and it was always like, is Andy ever gonna win a Super Bowl? Alex Smith, it was clear he probably never was, and Patrick Mahomes took his career to a whole another level. And I think everyone's like a Hall of Famer now, one of the best coaches we've ever seen. <laughs> it was he's he's had, he's been coaching for twenty two years. He's only had this guy for five, right? <laughs> it just shows you like how important it is. I think sometimes you immediately it's just hard when you haven't ex- you know we just haven't watched him play. His his floor is just so low. And, you know, the poor man's Kirk Cousins, like, say this about Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football. When he's off, it looks like bad Jimmy. It's atrocious. But he does give you the high end. You see the highlights today, making game-winning touchdowns, like, throws touchdowns, like, in the 30s, you know? So it's like, if you're Minnesota, you're like, yeah, ideally, would we like one of the top 10 guys? Of course. But we're going to live with this guy. You know, his low moments. We can win 11 games with a guy if he throws 37 touchdowns. Okay, he throws 13 picks. Like, has Jimmy got 15 picks and 20 touchdowns? And to me, that's on the Kyle thing of, like, meshing it out. They have way too much talent. They, they just do, guy. I mean, Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle, I, I just I'm, – I'm sorry. Their running backs are fine. You know, I, ideally you wish, you know, Mitchell was still around, not injured, and obviously Ty Davis-Price just to add another physical back, even though, you know, Mason a pretty good run. You, you just – you got to figure out heard. how to utilize these guys. If it just comes to just a quick hit just run quick outs and slants, it felt like they kept getting too aggressive trying to get down feels like Kyle they can't block anybody. and then Jimmy is free. he's not being accurate tonight. Why, why not run some quick routes non on the screen. sometimes my issue with the with the play calling, and I understand like listen, i I do get where people are coming from on the tray thing. I, I think Kyle just gets in a rhythm and he just gets stuck on something like clearly he just gets obsessed with these little screens. Now Debo has taken a screen 80 yards multiple times, right? 80 yards, 60 yards, 50. Yards. We've seen it, but it's like, clearly God, this isn't really working tonight. You know, you see it a lot in college. Like to me, it's rare. I, I watched a lot of NFL football today. You don't see people just hammer that screen over and over. The pa- yeah. I mean, it felt like the Niners, I didn't keep a tab, but I attempted it at minimum three times a day, maybe more. Because he airmailed him twice on the screen.
1: <laughs> one he had uh, uh, not, not, not Randy Gregory. Chubb was right there, and tried, I, I thought maybe Chubb bothered the throw. But whatever. I mean, we could nitpick one throw, even if we took that throw out. There were plenty of other misses. But
2: if you're the Broncos coaching staff, you are you're looking for that play. Because didn't it yeah. feel like their DBs were like, there it is, and they all like went up. Like <laughs> it's like one of the Niners staples, which. I just—you're not hitting it against a team that I think the Broncos' defense is really good. They are flying around, hitting people. They had a lot of similarities to the Niners in terms of their team speed, their tackling, their physicality. If I'm a Bronco fan, I'm a little worried that my my quarterback and my coach got problems. I'd be pretty fired. My defense looks legit, right? If I was a Broncos fan, I'd be pretty proud of them. You know, they they
1: got booed all night long and still found a way to win despite the adversity. Despite me counting down the play clock for them while my quarterback's trying to communicate with the rest of his offense.
2: But but I'm just talking about, like, you can be, think your offense is a joke and think, like, well, at least our defense is yeah. sweet.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And they were bringing it. And yeah. to me, when you're bringing it and you have that team speed, I think that play doesn't work against elite team speed. Who? What is that play not going to work against? The 49ers. Why? Their DBs all tackle and their linebackers can run. Even Flanagan, like, he comes in immediately. He moves at their pace. Yeah. yeah, so it's like that play is that play works against, like, the Bears, Last year, that plays not working against this defense. Like what a couple plays happened, some like rub routes, some crossing routes. Like tr- that Jennings play, like why didn't they try a couple of those? It's like two steps and go th- th- like five steps. You don't want to
1: catch Jennings made or the one he did not
2: make? The bobbled. The bobbled. Yeah. Think about the made one. At least it was a relatively quick hitter. I thought it was going to be a pick six. Same. <laughs> I think
1: everybody did. I think Tarico said it. Collinsworth said it. When the ball left his hands, I thought that has no chance. He, mi- I forgot he missed IU. They got IU open. It was a tough throw, but IU got open down the field in the first, in the third quarter. Not the missed. skip ball across. No, 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 no. That was actually earlier in the game. It was earlier. It was in the first half. Um, so he had some the Debo down the sideline where Debo, you know, it's like you can't be greedy with Jimmy. You just take the Debo has to turn and backpedal instead of catch it in stride and. Run down the sideline for a touchdown, but
2: but no one has an issue like that. You, have I, I don't to, think.
1: I, like, let me just say this real quick. I think the this whatever we said about Kyle, I think it's fair. I do think he, at the end of the day, he did the bare minimum required to win the game, and Garoppolo missed some of the key throws that he gave him.
0: But
2: that that's my point. So when you're in a game where Garoppolo is playing really shitty and looks overwhelmed, and the offensive line's overwhelmed, I have a hard time just trying to do the bare minimum. And I, maybe he'd say, because I think the football guy pushback that fans are and ourselves and just people watching it on our couch would say they would come at you, be like a, an interception, a, a fumble six, we lose. Like, yeah, but if you just hold on for dear life, there's potential that rope breaks and you fall, and that's what ended up happening because you were just holding on for dear life, hoping that ten would get you across the finish line, and it's just, I. I your defense cannot play any better. Like, it's not quite. I, I mean, I don't know who could historically the 01 Ravens, the 85 Bears, like what any team in any level, high school, college, or pro. If I say nine points, the defense, there's not a coach in the history of the sport, right? That wouldn't say yes before the game. In the history of the sport, any game ever. I include Pee Wees, too, <laughs> even if your offense is terrible. And I I do think when you get a couple moments, you're like, especially a couple times midfield, I understand backed up, but that's what's weird. Backed up, then he does that crazy play. It it just, his rhyme or reason tonight, once his quarterback's establishing, is really off. It just, it... But that's what
1: happened. Like, the, the Broncos take the lead. Garoppolo hits a couple of throws. You think, all right, we've seen Garoppolo lead the team down the field to take the lead again, and then boom, interception. You know?
2: I mean, we've just seen it before. You are. And then what happens? Boom. Get the ball, and then the Niners get the ball back. Nobody right?
1: gets the ball back after punting with like 207 more. That no, wasn't 207. It might have been 227. Then the 49ers.
2: No, I think, Je- I think the game ended on Jeff Wilson's fumble. Yeah, they pick was a 207. Then they got to stop two minutes. Oh, and that's they right. They got to the stop the two
1: minutes. Then they used that. Yeah, so it was under. It was one.
2: It was uh, whatever it was. I didn't write down the They topic. got the ball back at like 140. Or, yeah. find, you know, you're understand
1: what I'm saying. Nobody gets the ball back punting in a situation where the other team could just end the game more than that group of guys. Because they play good defense against the run. I think that's probably Well, do you it.
2: think it was a go-to if you were the Broncos run, run, run against what you were watching?
1: Yeah, especially because you had the two-minute. See, I, you could argue they got three timeouts and the two-minute warning, we should throw the ball.
2: But when you're playing – see, this is my thing. That's, like where the, John, that's
1: where Rosberg steps in and goes, we got to run here.
2: But that's where, to me, the analytic people always want to be aggressive and go for it. I do think you always have to factor in your opponent. The Niners' offense had been atrocious. Yeah, had It's been part abysmal. of the reason the Broncos punted earlier in the game, right? Fourth yeah, and one. I, I think just run three times, punt it, just Jimmy beat us. Now, I think the analytical elite would be like, well, you're only up one point, so they actually don't need to go the entire field, right? Tariqo was like, they just need to get to the 35. I was like, well, Robbie Gold isn't exactly McManus. Well, but you are in Denver. What, Robbie's what, kick before had the, you know, NBC does the
1: thing. I think it said, how far did he hit it from? Was it 40 or 50? It had one of those like good from 53, I think, or something like where that. Where do
2: you think they would have attempted? Obviously, they didn't even get close. But I, I mean, I feel – 55?
1: I probably, yeah, 55 was going to be my number. Yeah. So, you know, uh, what is that? 55 minus 10 is 45 minus 7 to 38. Yeah, so right, right. in that vicinity, 35, 38. Yeah, so maybe the 40. So, um, I, here's this information. Oh, Brad says I need another Tito's. Uh, Nick Wagoner tweeted this. I, this must have been from the post game as we're uh, live on Sunday night. Trent Williams, high ankle sprain. Timeline unclear, but he'll likely miss some time. Similar to the injury last year that he played on, but later admitted that it was a mistake. Not good. Uh, Aziz Al Shire got hurt. Armstead didn't play. Ty Davis price is out. Uh, not that that's relevant here because Trent, I did find myself watching Trent Williams again tonight when they had they did the little breakdown of him to start the second half. And it's just remarkable to watch how how nimble
2: he is, how special he is. I mean, it really is crazy. Well, he, he, he's their best player. Like him and Bosa are their best players. And he is an enormous loss. Like they can function without Kittle. Obviously, they are better with Kittle, but their offense can function without Kittle. I don't know. It's it's a pretty big disaster guy. <clears throat> McGlinchy at best, is average only because he can function in the run game. He is a liability as a pass guy. So now you have a backup left tackle. I, that's a devastating blow. Honestly, they could function. I mean, he's an elite player without Bosa just because they have so much talent. I don't know <clears throat> that that is there are differences in high ankle sprains. Like I think Mac Jones had clearly his whole ankle went Trent got rolled up. It didn't look as bad as max, but I don't know, man, that's I'm not blaming Kyle <clears throat> for the Trent thing because the guy fell on him, but Trent's team, or I mean, Kyle's team's, fucking guys get injured at just rapid rates well did it bother you at
1: all the rate at which he ran Debo right back into piles after Debo almost got hurt after Debo you know was down came off the field and then I you know I mentioned this the other day and I said this he's gonna kill Debo I said on the show because he was asked if he thinks you know the plays that he runs for Debo put Debo at higher risk than um you know, if he didn't run Debo around the line of scrimmage as much, and he said no, he thinks Debo gets in all the same collisions wherever he is on the field. And if you were Kyle, and if you were on Kyle's side, you would say that play last week against Seattle, where Debo had a breakaway, the only people on the field there were 21 people behind Debo, and somehow he ended up in a head-to-head collision. You'd say, see, that's evidence that was, but I, I disagree with Kyle, and I said it. I I think you put Debo at greater risk when you've got him come basically like curling off screens. Uh, inside the hashes and uh, you know clearly it's it's like he it's it's what he did with Trey Lance he just thinks this is the best chance we have to win he would say we lost a one-point game to the Broncos how could I possibly hold anything back to protect somebody but I mean five carries for Debo I think four of them were in the first half it just felt like there is Debo takes a remember, pounding would there be any consideration for Debo's health when it comes to play calling i mean that's the question because right now the answer is there is no consideration and now you're one and two so there's not about to be like they are in you know i know it's early it's a 17 game but they are in kind of we got whatever we got to do with Debo we're going to do and hope that nothing bad happens range
2: i just don't what, what do you change about it like you just have him yeah, go routes like what no i mean his plays no, historically answer. have worked and he's, you know, one of the best players in the league with the ball right. in his hands. And the easiest way to get him the ball in his hands is to hand him the ball or throw the screens. And if Jimmy's going to airmail him, you just got to hand him the ball more just to make sure he gets it. Because I remember an offensive coordinator told me one time, he said, everyone's so big on balance. This was years ago, like run pass balance, right? Teams, you know, you've talked to these coaches. They want to they want to stay balanced. And he said, the key is not run pass ratio. <clears throat> It's the ratio in which you get the ball in guys' hands. People have always been like, Andy passes it too much. And he's like, look at Andy. If his running back is a big-time player, a Shady McCoy, a Brian Westbrook back in the day, the Chiefs early on, Jamal Charles, he might not hand it to him 25 times, but he throws it to him. He might run it to him 12, and he targets him another seven or eight. So his touches, the key is touches. And to me, the key with Debo is touches. Yeah, And Ayuk is all in, in, I guess Kittle, you could give on a reverse or whatever. Ayuk is going to be, Ayuk's a receiver, right? He's a route runner. That's really what I would say Ayuk's best quality is, being able to get open. Debo's best quality is the football in his hands, guys in front of him able to make a miss, break tackles. I, I think it's a hard conundrum to be in. You watch Kittle tonight, I remember when they were thinking about signing, and they weren't thinking. They didn't have a choice. Kittle's one of the best players on their team, and you need a contract extension. And you're just like, well... It's going to be expensive. He's going to be a 15 1000000 dollars million-a-year player. He is a physical, violent player. Will that last? And he's already got hurt. And he comes back. What does he play like? A physical, violent player. Every single time he catches the ball, what's he doing? Looking to break tackle, throw a guy off. And that's ultimately the Debo mentality, the Kittle mentality, outshire flying around, their linebackers flying around, is what has been their point of difference when they've won big games. When this crew, to get into the playoffs – the playoff year in 19, the playoff games, it's a hard, like, what's the balance? Do you want to just be, like, you know, a scoring team that doesn't have any, you know, physicality? Because physicality, like, I'm, I watched a lot of Tampa Packers today. Like, I think Green Bay has kind of added to their physicality. So, they got into a heavyweight fight where it's just like, we're just going to throw blows. And Green Bay is like, we can do it. And, and Tampa's, like, throwing blows. They just threw blows back, and it was a 14-12 game. Yeah. Right. And that's, you would say, watching a lot of NFC football, it's like, that's how Green Bay plays. That's how Tampa plays. You know, the Rams kind of play like that a little bit too. I would say they're a little sexier, not quite as physical. Uh, now, Aaron Donald specifically can be really physical. He, he made an incredible, like, one finger sack today on Kyler. But that's just, that is going to be the Niners' point of difference. Now, ultimately, like, is this sustainable for the next decade? I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, guys just drop like flies. But, the hand they're dealt, like that, if they're going to win games, playoff team, compete in the playoffs, they're going to have to be a heavyweight fighter.
1: Well, they're a completely different offensive line than they were the last time they had to deal with this issue, right? When Trent Williams – when you were there last year, Niners-Rams Week 17, and Trent Williams was out. Like, how, how are they going to pull this off? And it was McKivitts, and Tomlinson, Alex Mack, <clears throat> Daniel Brunskill, Tom Compton. That was the line, right? Well, that's I'm not not that, that was a bunch of all pros, but Lakin Tomlinson was a key player, it turned out, especially because he played left guard. He played right there next to the spot where Trent Williams was. When Trent Williams went out of the game on Sunday night, you could feel it. Randy well, Gregory sacked Jimmy Garoppolo two plays later, and it was untouched. I mean, he he got to Garoppolo so fast. And the next thing you knew, McKivitz was in there. So, and, uh, you know, I think the other thing is you watch
2: this team with Jimmy. And- <laughs> it, it felt like I used to do this in high school. Like, I just run into the game. They're like, no, God, we did not want you in the game. I'm like, I got a coach. <laughs> I'm just get in the huddle. They're like, no, fucking Juan, get in there. I used to just run in the game. You know? On defense? On, on offense. Oh, on I was getting in the line because they didn't even want to play. I just hop right in the right guard. That's what it kind of felt like today. And they're like, you are not supposed to be a left tackle. And then he whiffs on Randy Gregory, like, McKibbitts. And McKibbitts is like just waiting for someone to tell him. You know, one
1: thing is like they need Kittle. they need to be able to get the ball to Kittle. And with the problems now in the offense. Shouldn't that be line, rapid
2: fire though? Like a quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm just
1: saying now with Trent out, you really need Kittle
2: now. You really need Kittle extra to block. That's a devastating injury. There's just no way around it. That is I would say of all the injuries through a couple weeks in the NFL, that's got to be up there. I mean, he's, he's pound for pound one of the best players in the league. He's their best player at an extremely important position. Well, the
1: drop-off from him
2: and everybody else at his position on their team is large. Well, like Dak Prescott, out for who knows how long. The drop-off to him and Cooper Rush is so much smaller than the drop-off from Trent Williams to Colton Like, <laughs> Are you kidding? Trent Williams with half a body. Like, if only his right side worked, like he's 50%, whatever the equivalent of that is, a player, he's 50%, is 100% better than McKibbitts. McKibbitts is an NFL player or whatever. Like, that's how good this guy is. I can't tell if you're giving
1: Cooper Rush credit or just giving, only giving Trent, kind of
2: like Cooper Rush, not going to lie. taking a shot at Dak. Yeah. I think Cowboys win Monday Night Football. Not a shot at Dak. I, I think. You know, physically, I, Cooper Rush might have a better arm.
1: I saw somebody tweet uh, that this was, you know, basically, that this, this being the Sunday night game was deeply offensive. Well, the Niners and Broncos are each part of primetime football the next three weeks. The Niners are on Monday night football next week. Then Denver's on Thursday night football, I think, either – yeah, not the following this, week. Not this week, yeah. Not this week. So they're on Thursday night the next week. And then I think who, they're on you, Monday or Sunday the next There must be on Monday.
2: Do you, do you know who they play Thursday night football? Who
1: the Broncos play Thursday
2: night football? Yeah. Because the Broncos play the Raiders this it's week, Kansas
1: right? City, maybe? No, because the Raiders and Chiefs play in two weeks.
2: Yeah. Um, Broncos play the Raiders this week. And then they got... What is that, week five? Yeah, Colt so they, they go raiders Colt. Raiders, you know, they lose again, 0-4, and, and the Broncos are all of a sudden three and one. Everyone's like Nate Hackett's a village idiot, and he hires this guy off the scrap heap to manage his clock. And you know? Uh
1: on the stream from Faith and Money, how crazy is it that the Niners only touchdown came on an illegal play and we still lost? I don't know that. I mean, to me, it's like it came on an illegal play. They sh- you're saying they should have got shut out of the end zone? Think about that.
2: The one yeah, touchdown no, 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 came out of an illegal. Flight. I get his explanation, but it's like, I, well, I got
1: no issue with that. Do you, Collins, do you, I don't know. Collinsworth was like, yeah, gray area. Now he <laughs> would say that
2: he's a receiver, but I do think that's a gray area play. Like, did you think the Bosa trip was pretty black and white? Yes, I thought it was a blatant <laughs> trip. What did you think? It was so fast that pretty blatant, but incredible instincts by the guy
1: still did a celebration afterwards. You know, Bosa does the shrug, but he did like a small little little shrug. Yeah, it was Incredible Instincts. He also had a, almost had another sack later. I mean, he looked – we can't talk – here's the formula for the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan, offensive coach, defense. That's the formula again in 2022. That's what it's going to be. It's very clear. There's no confusion about it defense that's what drake, about. drake
2: jackson had a pretty sweet sack
1: too drake jackson was actually getting i did this little video of like how quick bosa got off the line because the camera was right down the line of scrimmage and you could see his head kind of break across he's already got a step in before russ even gets the shotgun snap but drake jackson also was like look at drake
2: he's not nick off the line but he's faster than the other two dudes lined up next to him um did you notice collinsworth after the sack was like I don't know if you said Kyle specifically or Niners coaches are like, this guy's got something. They're like, yeah, they think he's going to be a star.
1: About Drake Jackson? Well, yeah, clearly, got-
2: I don't know what his snap count was, but he played a ton tonight, John. Yeah, he flies around, guy. I so- mean, he's he's a big time. I mean, the Niners, the defense has got to have to carry him uh, because McKibbitts and Jimmy – a uh, disaster has struck. And, you know, I don't know, you know, one thing is all of a sudden Kyle will come out with some sweet plays against these guys. But it's like, wh- why didn't you do that tonight? Because I expect Monday Night Football, where's the game, at Levi's. Uh, I mean, last year was the moment where the season was in tatters, right? It was going to end the season. Basically, they lost, they kicked the shit out of them. Uh, and I watched Stafford today. He's air mailing balls all over the place, but then he'll come make a great play. You know, the Rams are two and one, but they they don't look great. Now, neither the Niners, but the Niners' defense. On the, here's one bright note. Who was the – I forget the guy's name. I was like, who was a terrible corner last year from Washington and the Panthers that we used to make fun of, the old guy that screwed up? Well, he you know, the, the guy that they 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 signed, the free agent, the older guy. He was on Fox for a minute. Big ma- – you know, the guy with the loud mouth guy from – Josh Carolina, Norman? Pan- yeah, Josh Norman. I couldn't I, – I still haven't – until you said that, I, his oh. name, I completely erased it from my memory, how terrible their corners were. I mean that tarverius Ward play tonight was they were incapable of making that play. Mooney, Mooney Ward. They were incapable of making that play. And and Mosley, for the most part, was pretty damn good tonight as well. So their corner play, pretty damn good, I thought, tonight. I mean, actually fantastic. I mean, that that play is that's a high level NFL play. Was that Judy? I think he broke up. I mean, that was just stride for stride, making that play. You text me immediately, like, just, shit, if they win this game, that play alone pays for itself up the season, you know. But he's that guy's good, you know. I mean, that guy, he's a really good player. The one thing my buddies with the Chiefs who really liked him, they just – they don't have the money. Some They're the opposite of the Rams. Like, they got to let guys go. They they run out of cash. You know, it's like we just don't have an unlimited budget. They had to let an elite corner and Tyree Kill go. So, So, yeah, that's part of paying your quarterback, $45 million. They're like, you know, his only knock because he doesn't have great, like, he doesn't catch the ball, but his hands, he's there a lot. The, the Niners don't need you to pick it, just hit it. And what did he do? I mean, it didn't look like he tipped it by much, but that tip definitely yeah. saved the catch. All of his the air, hit. looked like a touchdown. It was a perfect throw from Russ. I well, know that was, was a touchdown problem. in 2021, right? Against the Niners? Yeah. The D- oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just that play against that play. regardless of the team.
1: And sometimes when you when the corner's able to get back and make that play, you think it was underthrown? I didn't think it was underthrown. I think it was perfectly thrown. I think the receiver was slowing down. I, I
2: Russ dialed it. Great play by Charveris. Did he really change his name? He doesn't go by that anymore. He goes by Mooney. He just wants to go by Mooney, yeah. But that is his name. His correct? name.
1: He didn't change his name. He just Mooney for whatever reason. That's what he wants to go by. That's his yeah. nickname or something. Well, if
2: you make plays so. like that, I'll call you what you want. Yeah.
1: You call him Mooney. But I you know, I, I think it's funny how often we come back to this, which is if you had to come back to one side of the ball, I guess you'd have to I'm not trying to be glass half full because that's not necessarily the tone of September 25th show. But, um, <laughs> you know, if you had to lean on one thing consistently, defense gives you a shot. And their defense is going to have to just, the defense is going to have to give them a shot. And they will. I mean, that's the one thing I say I know about this team. Their defense will give them a shot. And so if they're not a playoff team, it will look bad for Garoppolo and it will look bad for Shanahan because they're going to be in close games, meaning there's going to be drives three minutes left, put the game away, three minutes left, get in field goal range to win the game, right? Like they are not going to – maybe they'll score enough points occasionally to not have to worry about anything in the fourth quarter, but their defense is going to put them in games where they really don't have to do that. I mean, I'm not saying you don't have to do anything offensively, but for the most part, they shouldn't have to go out and score twenty-eight points to win football games this year, right? Like you're not going to be asking that much of Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo offensively.
2: Well, for example, so. I, I just I just looked at. it. I was like, I think was it seventeen to fourteen? It, it was twenty to seventeen. So the Chiefs scored seventeen points today. When you did you watch a lot of that game this morning? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're a Chiefs fan. Obviously you'd never want to lose, but you know, you can have a great season, go 12 and five. You actually feel pretty good that like your defense is just good. And you just know like ultimately at the end of the day, our quarterback play, or you just get a couple games where you don't score that many points. I mean, they have Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, they scored 17 points. Like that to me, that, that's their equivalent to the Niners scoring like nine or ten, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's I think, like Well, part of what you feel good about is we're two and one. We've got Mahomes. We've seen the season play out before, and we know our guy's good enough to go win the division. That's, I mean, that's, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, you may not be as, you may, I don't know, maybe you live and die with every game.
2: I, I think this is part of the problem. I, I guess that's a bad example because you, you hit the nail on the head. Even the Bucks today, the Packers, like, they, you know, it's 14 to 12. At the end of the day, when you're a fan of these teams or when, you know, the Bills, they lost today, their offense scores 14 points. You still go, yeah, we got a top five guy. So when the dust settles, more often than not, my quarterback's going to be better than yours. And I think one thing that was pretty glaring tonight, and listen, Trey, who knows? Like, it, it was bumpy for sure early. He gets hurt. No one knows. There's going to be a lot of opinions moving forward. We have no clue. Like you said, it is well validated. The team, the team did not believe in the guy. That's not an opinion. That's like a fact from inside. I, they're around him infinitely more than me or you who went to whatever, ten basically every padded practice they had right and I, I you know i think we were kind of bullish the team was not i don't know why i i haven't asked any of these guys i and i think they've been i i give them some credit and like it kind of leaked out but like the details of it it's it's still pretty unclear but like that was a belief internally and at the end of the day like the niners downfall ultimately why they made the pick whether it works out or not t- time will tell and we're a long way away from having any sub- substantive you know, substantive validity behind any take, but like their core, like their, their ceiling at quarterbacks, just so much lower than all the other good teams. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like watching the Rams today, Stafford's all over the map. Matt Stafford's still dramatically better than Jimmy. Watching, you know, obviously the Bucks Packer game, like it's fucking Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Like those are the three kind of teams that you're going to be battling with if you want to make some hay, right? <laughs> like that's, and then you got to factor in. I guess you played the one, you still got to play Mahomes and Herbert. You know, you still got to play these quarterbacks. So, you know, some of the games were, yeah, it's not going to be as like nine to 10. It might be 28 to 24, but it's just, it's going to be a roller coaster. The roller coaster has started. And it, yeah. I mean, it started week one when they lost 19 to 10. Like The, the roller coaster started immediately. And Trey and Kyle were part of that. Now Jimmy and Kyle are part of this. The whole the, the roller coaster has really started in the in the bear in uh, Soldier Field.
1: Yeah, yeah. last week, is, last it year is, it took
2: two weeks, right? Because they were two and zero. Is the
1: heart of why, in general, you just support trying to hit a home run at quarterback instead of trying to hit a double? Because you just give yourself so much more room to breathe if your quarterback is capable. Of being great. If your quarterback can be great. Not every time. But often.
2: Well I I know you were watching. I imagine a lot of people watched. Caleb Williams. I I saw a lot of people on Twitter. Throughout the game. And Coward. I mean he's like a diehard loyalist for USC. Was like Caleb's been terrible tonight. I was watching. I One I think it's Oregon State's defense is good. And I thought he was like running around. Kind of still making some plays. And then at the end, when he had to, he obviously made some great plays. But one thing they're always going to have, and they they have the equivalent, I would say, right now, of having the kind of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes of college football, more than them in Alabama. But the defenses they're playing are probably not quite as awesome as some of the SEC defenses, even though Oregon State's probably pretty good. When that is your curveball, like even when they have shitty games, all you just might need is a couple drives. And he could pull that. And, And it's really hard. I know Jimmy's making the excuse he hasn't been around, but it's like, you know, Jimmy, you're pretty hit or miss with those in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, reality, the odds are that USC's defense, just play, for people who didn't see it, they won, uh, what was the final? 17-14? Um, USC's offense probably just played the worst game of its season. We Maybe the Niners just played their worst offensive game of the season, but they already played their worst offensive game of the season. They got two bad offensive games so far this year. Caleb Williams was 33% passing in the first half of that game. Like Oregon's I didn't watch HG. much. Of the, I
2: I I kind of came in the second half.
1: No no no, but I actually think your opinion is valid. He made a lot of plays with his getting out of sacks, plays that should have been negative plays that
2: weren't negative plays. There was one pass rush by 90 tosses the USC offensive lineman is corralled around Caleb. He like ducks under, rolls out. I was like, that's a remarkable play. <laughs> Whether that 90s an NFL guy or not. He just dist- – it was – I was like, I love this
1: kid. Yeah, it didn't hurt that when it came time to make a play, he dropped back and threw it to the bulitnikov Award winner for a touchdown. Oh, I had it on mute because – But Jordan Addison me. caught the game in touch touchdown. only had three catches in the game.
0: Like, that was Jordan Oregon? Addison
1: that caught the ball? Yeah. That Oregon was pretty State's, sweet. Oregon State's defense was good. But when it came time to make a play or two, beyond just what the theme – what the feel of the game was, Caleb Williams made, made some big plays. And he had a fourth and sixth where he – rush this two offensive linemen came and pushed him across the, the. I don't know if you saw. Did you see that play? Oh,
2: I saw that play. He tweeted like that's you got it.
1: <laughs> it was over. Play was done. And then, bam, here come two of his offensive linemen to uh, Bush push him and uh, get him the first down. But you know, I mean, the guy skinnier March- on the
2: west coast. It looks like Lincoln's you know, I'm not saying he's chubby, but he's you know, maybe he's wearing tight. It looks like he's put on a little some LBs, <laughs> eating well in LA, you know. <laughs>
1: He's uh, he's all in on the football, John. He's a football guy. It's just clear the Niners, to finish the thought on their defense. Their Can margin, the Niners
2: get Caleb Williams?
1: Uh, No. Well, <laughs> you got to be bad in two years. He's not draft eligible in 2023. He's Good draft point. eligible in 2024. So um, their margins are going to be thin. And luckily for them, they've got a defense that. That what rounds a uh, big? What rounds big? Penix energy going in? Boy, I mean, I, he feels like it's, it. I've seen much worse quarterbacks go in the first two rounds. So he was, I, I honestly didn't watch any of that. Was he look good? He looked good. It was one of those games where it's like, are they? How are they doing today? You know, but they had a lead, and then you look up, and he threw for three hundred nine yards and hit some touchdowns again and made some big throws. I mean,
2: I love Michael Penix. I'm a big Michael uh, Patch. Beautiful ball, doesn't it? Gorgeous. That's the thing with Jimmy. Like, it kind of looks okay coming out of his hand, and then it's just nowhere in the vicinity. Like, I like like watching Penix or Caleb. It comes out of his hand, and then it hits the wide receiver. Yeah. Like, why does Jimmy's ball come out of his hand? You're like, God, that looks good spiral. And then then when the camera pans, it's like, what is going on here? Was this guy – was he aimed there? Is he just this inaccurate? The ball sometimes is so far off, guy. So far off. So far off. His, you know his most accurate plays? Are either the quick, quick slant or whatever, which they never run in today. Or the loopy balls. He hit the Debo one. He hit the Jennings one. So he can even throw loopy balls. But when he has to throw a dart, especially off the move, it, it, you're just – it could go anywhere. Well, he that
1: interception he threw, and maybe the defense tricked him. Maybe it was just a bad throw. We'd have to, I got to watch it again. He throws off his back foot a lot for a guy that doesn't have a, a great arm, or at least falling away. Maybe not necessarily off his back foot. That's partly offensive line, I'm sure. But he throws falling away a lot for a guy with a bad arm.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and Marino can pull that off. Let's far? From... Did you see Aaron Rodgers like quick?
1: quick snap throw on a goal line little quick slant today which is the safety, just no chance Just there, you are not physically fast enough to beat Aaron to that ball, just can't do it, it, was it was touchdown.
2: yeah touchdown did you see the, the Mahomes play where he kind of had to scramble, he throws a sidearm dart to Juju I think, the DB's all over him but hits him perfectly as like Mahomes had done like 360 scramble it was like what the fuck is that what is anyone supposed to who's the eighty five bears stopping that play? I don't know. I mean, that's that's just it. yeah. that's why I pay that guy forty five million.
1: Mitchell Trubisky made a play the other night on Thursday Night football that I thought if Mahomes made that play, everyone would be like, Mahomes, fucking baller, but it just as football man, it's like the great quarterbacks make that play a lot. and then most starting quarterbacks can make a few plays that look awesome, but they can't do it all the time.
2: In a Your vacuum, independent of the context of the game, one play, maybe a couple back-to-back plays, Mitchell can look very, very talented. Can he not? Just run around, kind of throwing.
1: Talented, yeah. Um, Black Pill Phil on the stream says, "I'm stunned that the Alex Mack replacement didn't work out. Jake Brendel had the element of surprise, being 30 and having never
2: started." I told you, man, when we walked by him at camp, I'm like, guy, he looks small. I, I mean, he just does not look that big. Though I, I felt Brendel, if, if I had to give uh, a, the worst grade of the night, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't focused on the offensive line like every single play, every single snap, all of them. I, it feels like is just a major liability on the corner more than Brendel getting smoked to the middle. I mean, could, be, could be wrong.
1: Like, I don't know how many snaps he got, but that was a problem.
2: Yeah, it's the fumbled snap on the quarterback on Jimmy. Uh, you know, you'd have to ask like a quarterback guru coach there. I don't, you know, is he supposed to fade away? Is it, is just the timing off? Is that, I don't know. Easy. In, G, I, in fairness to Jimmy, like I, I don't remember fumbling too many snaps in his career.
1: Yeah. Easy on the stream with a laughy emoji. Now saying is a joke, but I want to make a comment here. He said, y'all heard it first. Brock Purdy greater than Jimmy G. Uh, Now, while I won't address the validity of that comment, because somebody did accuse us in the YouTube comments the other day of preferring Brock Purdy to Trey Lance, which is uh, false information spreading, and you've been reported to uh, Mark Zuckerberg. um, Beta or meta? To to, to beta. (laughs) No, meta. (laughs) Uh,
2: Is that what it is? You have to type in meta.com if you want to go to Facebook now, not facebook.com? Couldn't tell you, John. (laughs) Couldn't tell you been I'm locked out of my account been a while every time i
1: see i get all the emails of facebook alerts and you know one out of every 17 i'll be like oh somebody I hadn't talked to in a while commented on somebody else's comment uh, maybe i'll click on it and i can't sign in and i give up and i'm
2: i'm locked out of my account not not because i would like suspended or anything and they they had some like thing you had to double down of security um, I, I didn't know how to do it i just i'm you. out
1: gotcha two-factor authentication you, did you were you able to pull that off haven't tried <laughs> haven't tried signing in so listen um, at this rate, with this offensive line, with Trent Williams out, with Jimmy's lack of continuity, with this group, blah blah blah, how is he going to survive the season healthy? Just look at what happened tonight. The ball that that he threw that was the pass you referenced that was a nice throw to Jennings. He got destroyed by Lynch. by by Josie uh, <laughs> uh, Josie Josie. Jo- uh, I
2: just think John Lynch, white guy, forty. John Lynch, okay.
1: <laughs> Josie Jones, Iowa. I remember him at Iowa. Jolly, Josie Jolly. What was Honestly,
2: kind of, kind of like that guy. Not
1: making fun. I mean, yeah, he makes some plays. Get him one on one with Usechek, though. That's that's a good play. That is a good. play. Um, Josie gets tweet. Josie Jewel. Josie Jewel, who I I swear to God, if that's not Callie Kalu, remember the name of that singer, um, I'd be yeah. shocked. But I mean, Garoppolo's health is a major concern for them because he is much. Better than Brock Purdy, which is a
2: <laughs> come on. I know, I know. Yeah, at this rate, Brock Purdy's gonna play. I mean, Jimmy's just gonna get hurt. I mean, he's just gonna get annihilated. You just yeah. I don't know. That was that sucked.
1: Uh Jason says these guys are lazy and a fucking joke. Uh Jason also said seven minutes ago he was leaving the chat, but here he is. So <laughs> <laughs> in your word, Jason, believe. <laughs> Leslie asked, does Kyle survive six and 11? Um, Yes. But I think he would, for the first time, actually be on somewhat of a hot seat.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think it would be a it'd be a lot of negativity, (laughs) be a lot of negativity. That's what I'll say. When you say hot seat, like is Jed actually going to fire the guy?
1: No, I, I I don't think he'd be fired, but I think it would be the first time that Jed would would think, how long can I wait this out, even though I believe in the guy, right? A lot of coaches have fired assistants that they believed in, but they reached a point where they couldn't keep them on staff because that person's, you know unit wasn't performing well enough. I don't think we're close to Jed York firing him. I don't think Jed wants to do it. And I think there's a lot of reason to believe that Kyle Shanahan's a really good football coach. And I know every time I say it or you say it, somebody will put in the chat its career record and that's real, but I I do think there would, it would, it would become a conversation. Now, what does that mean to your point? If we're talking about it or Twitter's tweeting it, I don't think that necessarily means anything, but I, I, I think the put it this way, there's no way to know this. I think the thought would have to at least enter Jed's brain and go, do I have the right guy? If they went six and 11 this year, I
2: think he would, that would cross his mind. I think the problem is is that Kyle would be rehired immediately, and the last time the 49ers fired a rehirable guy, it was an epic and utter disaster. Because <laughs> the problem when you fire a rehirable guy, the chances that he's going to be more successful than your guy, given Jed's track record, is pretty high. Yeah. Because uh, for the most part, when Jed fires a Tom Sula, a Chip, a Singletary, they're unhirable, right? I mean, Chip... Somehow is at UCLA and they're playing fucking nobodies and he's I, I I just don't think they're very good. I mean, am I crazy or are they just? As you they uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, okay. if they are, they're they
1: there's nothing they would have done to this point that would make us think that because they haven't played anybody. But was
2: there? Are they three and one right now? Four. Cough. They're what? Four and all. Oh. And legitimately, who have they played? Any good teams? South Alabama is the best team they've played. I think. And that was a the team they won to a walk-off field goal? That's right. I mean, Colorado's pretty putrid, right? Colorado's mascot was playing
1: solitaire uh, in the stands. During
2: so, that. <laughs> was that game at Rose Bowl? It was, it, no, it was in Boulder. So, yeah, I just... Now, if you want to do... Here, here's where I do think you could kind of, I guess, pull it off. If you did this move, and this would be pretty bold, if Kyle just had a disastrous season, won five games... And it was like, shit, we just think Miko's better. <laughs> Tate says, I mean, is the season over? No, of course not. But that, isn't that the best part about football? Is Did you see the internet was making a lot of fun of ESPN yesterday for going to Aaron Judge AB's? Yeah, I love Aaron the Judge. Wake Forest? No, it was, it was Texas Tech, Texas. Okay.
1: Texas. And no, it was not Texas Tech, Texas. I they think interrupted Te- Texas Tech, Texas?
2: Yeah, just shot away. And, I thought it was – maybe it was a couple – okay, all right. And listen, I, I I don't know Aaron Judge. Our buddy, who's a listener of this podcast, Vincent Recruity, has been at Yankee Stadium since Thursday hanging with Judge. And he just sent me a bunch of pictures, like Judge with his kids and taking them behind, like they know each other through Fresno State. Vincent Recruity, I mean, since I first met him in 2008, wearing Yankees hat every day. No one loved the Yankees, Michael Jordan, and Fresno State football more and really, Fresno State in general, and I'm like, do you know how surreal it is that you're like buddies with this guy, having a historic season on a team you've loved for probably 40 years? Like, that's pretty crazy. This is all worked out. They've become buddies through like his foundation and Aaron Judge presented, and like, he's just like, I can't even explain just how good of a guy. Him on this the pod guy is. for the next. Uh, well, I was thinking about that the next promotion. <laughs> but my point is like. Everyone on the internet was like, "You just you cannot break away for these abs," and this is the Yankees. And I get it; ESPN's probably run by some northeast elite who loves the Yankees. But I'm sorry, guys, Texas Tech. Tech like no one. If I want to watch a Yankee game, Peter watch said the it. Was Wake.
1: Maybe it was two football games that happened over. Okay, the course, but even so.
2: Wake Clemson. I mean, that's Clemson's a top five team. I mean, I just I don't think you. and that, no, it that wouldn't game, have been Wake Clemson because that game was on ABC. I think it was Texas, Texas Tech. I'm pretty sure I it was. was like North Carolina. maybe it was North Carolina. Anyway, well they were playing uh, Notre Dame. But my point is that the imp- ultimately my take is the reason everyone was ripping that is because football games. You, f- I text you. You felt it on Saturday. There was like seven or eight games that just felt like seasonal line. Tennessee's entire season, USC's entire season, Clemson's entire season. Uh, you know, it's just like and NFL is no different. You lo- whoever lost that game the night was going to be like fucking disaster. And that's just the power of football. Like ultimately, the Warriors could start like zero and fives. Like Twitter would be freaking out, but reality it means nothing. <laughs> like it means nothing. Now I'm not saying that whenever Judge hits the home run, even though sixty one is that just a Yankees record? Because not like it's the a Big Yankees League's record. Barry it's Bonds, an American
1: League record. It's you know a celebration <laughs> of what the world might be like if not for the steroid era. <laughs> it's a little weird, right? I I don't think. It you know, if this was happening on any other team, it would not be the same. But it's happening on the Yankees, and Roger Maris did it on the Yankees, and Babe Ruth did it on the Yankees. Um, I'm not I, acting like I, it's a nothing. No, no, I know you're not. I just think if you were doing this for the Rangers or anybody else, it would not be the same. But it's the Yankees, and I did I was watching the Yankees the other day when uh Josh Donaldson, I think, had a walk off. They've made the playoffs now. I think it's twenty four out of twenty eight or twenty three out of twenty eight years. Like the Yankees have earned what their place in the world. Right? There are a lot of play people, teams, whatever that have not earned the attention they get. They get attention for not really winning. The Yankees have earned their place in the world. Now you can make the case if I care that much about Aaron, I'd
2: be watching the Yankees. I'd be watching well, Aaron Judge. That was my take. Like if people watch watching Judge, they're watching Judge. But ultimately, what I'm saying is, is everyone's freaking out tonight and this is what's cool about football no different than if they win next week by 20 everyone would be cool again and ha- i mean shit we experienced it last year literally against the rams on monday night football season was over and then it wasn't but that's the power of football that's the power these other yeah. sports just don't have it in the back it's not even possible because even the, the diehards know it just doesn't matt i asked you today i'm like you, i asked you about the the four game thing and the ticket kind of, you told me he's got to drag and I drag. I'm like, this is insane. This is awesome. And you can, one of the four can be like the red zone. And it's, it's awesome. I'm like, does major league package do it? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, well, do you do it. And you're like, no, oh, I never do it. Cause of course not. There's, you can just flip channels, games. It's not, it's not the only sport that has the, just the feel after a win or a loss on week three, the third game of the season can only be football. I mean, we're talking about does Kyle keep his job? They fucking played three well, we're games. Not talk- I know, I know, but it's like yeah. people are asking. It's like it makes you think, right? It's like, well, how ugly could this get? Right. Right. It's the only sport that has that, and it has like, yeah, it could get really ugly, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, because you you play so few games that it. Although although it, I remember the remember the year the Lakers had everybody like got the, but but they weren't that good. It was was it Nash.
2: Well, they're on the front of Sports Illustrated, right? On the
1: right? front of SI, and I think Mike Brown got fired in like six games or
2: something like that. Wasn't Dwight, Nash, Dwight, yep. Kobe? Yeah. Yep. yep. I think Nash lasted a half. I mean, I honestly don't think he lasted like two games. I think he got hurt early in like game one or two That's and missed right. the entire season. Yep. I think it's – didn't that end his career? Like I don't think we ever saw him again. Who would have thought, you know? Eight years later, he's coaching a team. The star player wants him fired.
1: Championship-level crew.
2: Everyone was like, yeah, Steve Nash, nice guy in the league. Fuck his own. Kevin Durant wants him fired.
1: He's like, shit, everyone loves me. You know, to your point on how great football is that we can – you know, you can play three games and and start having really big-picture thoughts. Jason uh, Ponzi says, hi, guys. America lost tonight. I hate what I just watched. We all lost, but we lost like we were miserable together. <laughs> you know, like, but, like the guy on here who hates us. 21 minutes ago said he was leaving and is still in the chat like at the end we the misery of football is it's actually fun now if your team loses that's not fun that sucks but uh it it still wasn't actually that bad in terms of like entertainment it just we all so many people watch it what i'm trying to say i think is so many people watch it that even when it's bad it's such a great shared experience not that we're getting off on, we're talking real stuff here, but.
2: Well, I, you and I were in agreement. Oregon State, USC felt very healthy for our enjoyment because game. I have seen a million. Again, it was a low scoring games. game. Yeah, 17 to 14. I've seen a million, 38 to 34. I have no problem watching 17 to 14. I really enjoyed the day. Tampa, Green Bay. Final score was 14 to 12. I had a lot, got a lot of enjoyment. Colts, Chiefs, 20 to 17. And it, it was what? Uh 17 to 13 that last drive. They had to score a game winning touchdown. So it was, I mean, 17 13 the whole game. Did this feel somewhat like that? Because I I do think we're a little numb, a little uglier, a lot of more punts. One thing we are, I think our expectations in life, like, the longer inflation goes and you know we lived in the bay area so long you're almost numb to crazy prices like yeah turkey sandwich 21 bucks <laughs> you're like shit airports are cheaper you know shit you know uh <laughs> cob salad 1999 like i mean you're just numb to it rent you know shit you want to rent a place thirty seven hundred dollars, one room <laughs> shitty bathroom plumbing works some of the time you're like yeah nor- northern california la so depending on where you are you get numb to it i think football people have become very, very numb to high-scoring games because of the rules and stuff, and they just expect it. Where I still, like, my favorite game that I have watched in recent memory, I, I the enjoyment I had edgy, was that Packer playoff game. Now, I'm not saying that I don't, I didn't watch much of the Clemson-Wake Forest game. I'm not saying I can't, like, have fun watching that. But, like, tonight... I I was kind of on my edge edge of the seat because isn't it cool? And it's happened. Actually, I feel the NFL defenses feel pretty good this year. A lot of teams playing low-scoring games. When every first down, every score matters, I I think the consumer, and maybe this is just social media, but it's just so used to, like, points and touchdowns and fantasy. Like, I'm cool with having to struggle. Now, ideally, do I want to watch that every single week? Of course not. I like some points. I like explosive plays as much as the next guy. But I can live with a week or two of just – USC Ohio, or USC Oregon State. This Niner game, Chiefs, Colts. Like I've enjoyed the last 48 hours. But there's a difference between third and seven, completed ball,
1: great tackle, and both quarterbacks missing open receivers, both teams committing penalties. The 49ers committed seven penalties. 49ers yeah. had three fumbles, lost
2: two of them. This was on the uglier side. This was on the uglier side. Yeah. Eric Branch had a tweet um that Game review: twelve points, fourteen punts. (laughs) That was like the third quarter. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, this was this was not a good. You would say the Oregon State USC game from a. I I was a high cinematic. Yeah, it was a high level game. Again, the quarterback was thirty three. It was just I thought it was a good game.
1: Uh, Hector says, "Feels like Niners football again." LOL. Uh, John, a few other things. This was uh, much funnier to you several hours ago. ESPN Stats and Info, through three weeks of the NFL season, only one team has lost all three of their games the Raiders. The last team to be the only 0 3 team through three games was the 1959 Detroit Lions, who would go on to finish the season 3 8 and 1. <laughs> wow, well, this is historic, DuBell.
2: <laughs> Josh DuBell, I. I just I don't know how he raises his game, I, but he maintain. I have never seen a guy pick a lane and just say so elite at that lane on Twitter for so long <laughs> at such a high clip of execution. I mean, he's been doing that since we've known him. I've I feel like I've known him my first year doing this with you. I mean, almost a thirteen, fourteen. I mean, it feels like eight, nine years of him going yeah. strong. If you're Never listening pivots. to the podcast,
1: Duval said, wow, this is historic. Josh Duval noted uh,
2: uh, 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 Raiders moderate down the Well, middle. it's crazy. Like, obviously, as the Raiders have left, he goes to all the Niner games. But his his social media presence, like he writes for the AP on the Forty ers his social media presence is just the Raiders lane of shitting on them. And because of the team that he tweets about so much, he's he's just been on the right side of the ledger so much of the time, right? You you text me today, probably mid-afternoon game. You're like, do you know who the only winless team is? The only team that well, – how would you put it? The only, win- the only 0-3 team in the league. The actually. only 0-3 team because there is a, another winless team. Texans are 0 2 And I started and thinking, one. I'm like, well, I guess the Chargers beat the Raiders. And then I was like, well, the Cardinals, they're losing again. Oh, they beat the Raiders. Titans were winless. Well, they just beat the Raiders. So three winless teams, their only wins have come against the Raiders, right? that are one and two all three of those teams are one and two all every team that has beat the Raiders is one and two they're one and win so I did the math there and then you're like don't forget the Texans they have a tie so they're oh two oh two and one and you just start thinking you're like all oh, the Colts just beat the Chiefs even the fucking Patriots got to win right against the Pittsburgh Steelers like Steelers got to win against the Bengals I'm just going through my head I'm not even thinking you're coming at it from an angle and then it kind of you just it's the Raiders. There is one team that's zero three, and it's the Josh McDaniels Raiders. But the highlight of the Raiders' day is Paul Gutierrez, close friend of Mark Davis, flies on his plane. I like Paul, but he's he's in bed I with Mark. I thought Mark, Mark Davis. flew Southwest and Jet. Well, speed I, act. I think Mark kind of upgraded in recent. Oh, okay, uh, you know Raiders. I was just I was in Vegas for twenty four hours, guy. Business places are packed. Might be high inflation. and It is there. Raiders. I mean, I Raiders own Vegas. I'd say the Aces feel, I swear to God, guy, we're flying on the plane. Older gentleman from Chicago, lived in Vegas, he said, like 25 years. I'm glad I didn't talk to him early on in the flight because he was a talker. But early on, he goes, we start kind of BSing. He goes, you hear about the Aces? (laughs) I'm like, did I hear about the Aces? You mean the WNBA champions owned by the one and only Mark Davis who went out and hired Becky Hammond? and handed her a trophy after they won the championship, That those aces, he's like, they're champions. He was dead serious. And I was—I got so much joy out of it. Mark Davis called Josh McDaniels into a room to have a one-on-one conference. Never forget, guy. You and I have talked about this. It's been, Mark. Marcus Thompson has written about this. Mark Davis, in the Jack Del Rio era, after losses, and trust me, they had a few bad ones, used to yell at coaches on the plane for things he didn't like. Yell at them. Well, then he hired a $100 million coach, and from what I was told, those days ended. There was no more yelling at assistants. Now, I think John took care of that, right? But Mark no longer, like he hired John, paid him a premium. Even though they had some weird losses, he stayed out of that business. Is it safe to say that he's back entered that business of, you know, letting his opinions be known of what he likes? to only like? been emboldened. After his championship? Yeah, you know, and move
1: the team to Vegas. He's not in Oakland. It felt like he wasn't surrounded by people that supported him in Vegas. I'm sure there's a lot of red ropes being pulled aside. A lot of Mr. Davis, your tables right here, right? Rubbing shoulders with other people that are making moves and making money. And uh, you start feeling, you know, maybe I don't want to just be kind of a passenger along the way of this NFL franchise. I want to drive. You know what? Actually, Jeeves, bump over. I'll drive this time. And uh yeah, maybe he's uh, maybe he's taking
2: the wheel. I, I would say this the first game I'm putting on Derek, those picks. last game probably combination a little bit everyone. I watched a lot of that second half. It was an embarrassment from Josh, I thought. Delay games, then timeouts. it, it was pretty ugly and I I was putting this out on the social media streets. Nate Hackett has been shit on and dragged through that poop. Josh McDaniels had moments today that weren't Nate Hackett-like. Now, I think Josh, because of his name, he's so much more famous. I think the average NFL fan, whether you root or hate the Raider, just, you know, he's been a part of successful teams. You just have a higher thought of him. It's Regardless of it's historic, because it kind of is, right? I mean, usually there's another 0-3 team. (laughs) Just to not have a win, pretty ugly. But it is... I believed, I, I I thought they were not only going to be competitive. I, I thought they were just going to be probably be pretty good. It's an, I mean, utter disaster. I mean, today they, I, I know it ultimately came down to a two point play for a large period of time. Like they were they were down multiple scores. Even Raider fans were like, I, I've gotten some I've gotten some DMs like, could we convince Sean Payton? This is a disaster today from the schematic or not schematic, but the the game management stuff. It felt like Josh was. And then he said again after the game, we got to learn how to win. Like, no, Josh, you kind of need to learn how to win. Like, your resume as a head coach, I mean, you lasted a season and a half. And I, I do think, going back, that red flag, it, it just feels, for a guy that we want to feel is the buttoned up, the most buttoned up of all the New England guys, maybe is he closer to them than we think? He just may be a little bit better schematically. Because schematically, he's proven over the years. You know it what before.
1: he's what he has differently than most, and the <laughs> offensive guys have it is they at least had a side of the football when they were in New England, right? But there've been a lot of offensive guys. Charlie Weiss was an offensive guy. Bill O'Brien was an offensive guy. Bill had success. Bill, who knows? Bill might be a head coach. Jo- Josh football. would die to be Bill O'Brien, right? <laughs> As a As head, a head coach. coach, yeah. I mean, but Bill didn't get. Well, I mean, Bill got Deshaun, so Bill Bill got a pretty good. Pretty good. Bill, Bill made the playoffs, I think, with Hoyer yeah, One Bill time, Bill had a good run. Now, um, a few things I want to—I I, want to get one Jimmy thing here. Not that we spend you know much of our show reacting uh, to this to this stuff, but you know, I we have—I uh, think we've been doing the show a long time. Criticism is fair. We don't, you don't, you keep, uh, feelings don't get hurt. But Tyler just tweeted at us. I'm so curious if you two will roast Jimmy for scoring only ten points like you did Trey after the Chicago game. So curious. Uh, and, um, on this stream, Anthony wrote tonight, one and 10 on third downs in, uh, in the disastrous game rain game in Chicago, Trey was eight to 17 on third, same points 10. I'm not hearing the same level of scrutiny, John. Can you admit Jimmy is trash, sir? Um, if you want to nitpick, if you think we are too critical of Trey Lance, that's fine. I'll listen to that opinion. Like that doesn't bother me, but don't pedal the bullshit. That Jimmy Garoppolo does not get criticized around here. Now, if you're new, if you just joined the show last Thursday, then we can uh, catch you back up. But uh, anyone that's been around the show for a while should know that uh, we supported the trade to move up to replace Jimmy Garoppolo. We've talked for a long time. There's not really anything to debate with Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I, I don't think. I mean, I guess there are some things that get debated, but. I think our, our stance on Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting NFL quarterback of a team that has championship aspirations is pretty clear. He is not good enough. Well said, guy. Yeah. You don't want
2: to – I give you credit for – For uh, How many times did you say it? the guy was beyond shitty tonight? <laughs> <laughs> will
3: you – will you
1: finally admit, John?
2: All we want – well, tonight, I mean, the number's pretty big. I'm sure the podcast will do good. Tonight, no big, you know, Sunday Night Football. Is, I would say somewhat of an outlier in the business we're in. We just want business to flow. And historically, the numbers, we want them to win because that's when business is the best. If these performances continue and they go 6-11, and 11, we're going to have problems with everybody. I'll promise you that because uh, it, it impacts. Now, you know, money's set, and these numbers today was huge. But, like, the fan base does not want to watch shitty football, and that was – I didn't, I guess, try to justify it because as you immediately – like, this was the worst game of all the tight games. Like, it was on both sides. I mean, Russell was an embarrassment for the majority. It was awful. It was just bad football. Three and outs left and right. No consumer wants to watch it. And if this was a game, like I said, when we didn't know Seattle-Atlanta happened, because you couldn't have paid me, and I get paid to talk about football – to even make that a box on my iPad because I didn't want to take up space. It was completely irrelevant. And you know why? Because I think most people just those two teams suck, right? Just a relevant football game. And when you get shitty in the NFL, I saw I follow a lot of guys in Seattle over the years. Just I follow some of their bloggers and stuff, just because we yeah, follow that yeah. team so closely. And one guy tweeted today, he's like, uh, they just called the Atlanta Falcons defensive coordinator Drew Pease. His name's Dean Pease. After they have consistently mistaken multiple Seattle players, this is what we're in for. And it immediately sticks to me. They have one of the last Fox crews, right? And when you get put in the shitty games, it is an awful experience all the way around. Broadcast crew, and, you know, it's usually the analyst. It's Robert Smith. Probably doesn't know what's going on. Uh, You know, it's just a bad experience that no one wants any part of. You know, I like playing in big games with the big announcers and the big, and so do the consumer, which is the only thing I – the first, I guess not the only thing I care about. It's the first thing I care about is that the consumer is happy and the consumer is the most happy on this show when the 49ers are successful. <laughs> no one wants to watch a continuation of what we witnessed tonight, just like I was mad after week one, as everyone else was. That was an embarrassment. Tonight was an embarrassment. Unacceptable. And I'll be the first guy to start calling for fucking heads if this shit continues. Cause that I ain't watching that crap. And I have to like, I, this is they're the one team. I don't have a choice. I'm watching them and I can handle it tonight. Cause it was Sunday night football. And I just know 25 other million people are talking shit about it with me. I cannot do one o'clock Chris Myers, Robert Smith Niners against just pick commanders, two teams well under 500. I'm out on that crap. Uh, Al says, quote-unquote, Jimmy's one of
1: the best throwers on the planet. Did you say that? No, Kyle said that. Oh, Kyle said that. Okay. Um, John, here's a trivia question for everybody to have fun with on Monday whenever you're listening to this, if you're uh, not watching live. There are two undefeated teams in the NFL right now. Who are
2: they? McDaniel.
1: That's one. Uh, AFC or NFC? NFC. The first place team in the NFC is? Oh, the the Howie Rosemans. The Philadelphia Eagles. The Dolphins and Eagles are the two three and O teams. Rams two and one. Vikings somehow two and one. I'm not going to read all the two and one teams. Mike McDaniel, John, is now beating John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, and Josh Allen. Despite the fact today that Miami ran 39 plays. Actually, I wrote that down. Let me double check this. And Buffalo ran 90. That can't be right. I wrote it down. I've, I've, I researched it, I've made a note. And uh, even as I say it out loud, I I, I think it can't possibly be true.
2: Um, you once said that UCLA's operating budget is eleven billion or something. I still don't believe that. Doesn't sound even. Really <laughs> My number might have been higher.
1: <laughs> the uh, the Dolphins, uh, the number was correct. Dolphins ran thirty nine plays,
2: and the Bills ran ninety. I, I didn't watch much of that. How's that even possible?
1: I don't know. Uh, Tua suffered a back injury, but was able to return
2: to the game later. <laughs> NFLPA uh, has some questions. You see that? <laughs> uh, I, I did not see that, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, the NFLPA immediately reacts to the NFL and wants an investigation done.
1: Yeah, Tua uh, today, 13 of 18 for 186, a touchdown. His back no then,
2: He kind of did the wiggles so and then he went down.
1: <laughs> Josh Allen, John, 42 of 63, 400 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, two failed spikes, one at the each of at the end of each half. In the at the end of the first half, he fumbled the spike and so threw the pass and time expired. And at the end of regulation, he did not spike the ball in time. Wasn't so, his fault. Wide receiver nope. cut it back. Yep. No. So gassed afterwards that he he ended the game uh, in Tua's arms.
2: They look like he just lost the Super Bowl. I do think the main reason Dorsey was so mad is the guy just didn't run out of bounds. I mean that's situational football. Yeah. He, they have no timeouts left. He's, he, he's running toward the out of bounds. He's like, you yeah, know, I might cut it back, see if I can get an extra five. And he did. And then I, he pops up immediately, like, oh, fuck. And it's for a split second. I'm like, are they going to get this off? And you're like, no chance. I mean, yeah. it's just, what would you say the minimum chance is to get it on the sides? 11, 12? Yeah, it depends how far, you know, like there's a few little things, right? Like how clean is the exchange? How
1: far are you guys running from the exchange of like, give it to the ref and the ref places the ball down? That type of thing. Um, how much time do you think they had there? It felt like they had a fair
2: amount, but what did you say they had? Uh I, I think when he popped up, it was basically single digits, nine seconds. Uh the uh Bears are two and one, John. Justin Fields today,
1: eight of seventeen for one oh six, no touchdowns, two picks, and they still won. Eight of seventeen. 106, no touchdowns, two picks, but the Bears beat the uh, Texans 23 to 20. Uh, Chargers got blown out by the Jags, the most points the Jags have scored since 1933. Um, the Jags with a, a dominant performance over the Chargers, 38 points. Again, Jags have not scored 38 points since 1933. Think about
2: that stat. 1933.
1: Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I just made that stat up. <laughs> But um well, th- an ass kicking, an absolute ass kicking of the Chargers today.
2: Why well, so someone's like they're missing all their players? The, the Jags have had the number one they've been the worst team in the league for twenty four months. That that's just like that's a fact. When you when you draft number one back to back years, you are literally the worst team in football. It means you're stacked with talent, though. Well, I would say this. He looks a lot better. <laughs> like he looks he had moments today where like this guy's gonna be a top ten quarterback. And then you go, Well, who's his coach? I don't know, a guy that won a super bowl with a backup quarterback. And you see, Doug, how happy he is, how just normal they feel. Like you know what ETN does now? He plays running back. Remember when when uh when they drafted him and Urban put him at wide receiver? It's like, yeah, what are we doing here? Lavishka had a does Lavishka play
1: for the Jacks? He does not. Uh who's he oh, play wait. for? He plays for I thought he was on the um Panthers now. He got oh, drafted yeah, by the Jack. You're right. Nice- La-
2: Lavish had a sweet touchdown. The nope, Panthers. No wait, Laviska, Laviska, Laviska. I've been betting on the Panthers two out of the last three weeks. They finally win. I don't bet on them. You're right. He he does play for the Panthers. Put a put a nail in the coffin of Dennis Allen, who's you know Mark Davis. Pretty good vibe of coaches, right? Didn't like Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen stinks. Oh yeah, yeah he's already out had, had, had a, good, Josh had a good feel. Had a good <laughs> feel for Dennis Allen. <laughs> Didn't miss on Gruden, but you know. Pit Bob uh, Rich Biscaccia is having success. Packers two and one. Uh, are the Chargers
1: going <laughs> to coach the Chargers next year? Uh, I Sean mean, Payton. It would be Sean Payton's ideal job, but the problem is Sean Payton costs money and Dean Spanos doesn't like to spend it.
0: But it just might to be too
1: it. hard for him not to hire Sean Payton. Which, if you're Sean Payton, there are times I was watching the Dolphins today thinking, how lucky is Mike McDaniel? Like, now I give him credit, right? It's not lost. Well, is, like, uh, is there a quarterback good? Uh he, you know, his numbers were not great today, but my point is Mike sometimes you have the chance to become a head coach and the only you just it's like all right, congratulations, you're the coach of the Texans. That's who yeah. you get. Mike McDaniel got Miami. Now, he's a good coach, like he's not lucky, they're as lucky as, you know, they're lucky to get him because they're 3 and 0. But sometimes you just get the Dolphins. And it's a cool area, and maybe you got some. You get trade for Tyreek and shit. This is way better than being the Texas Big ass watch, sweet glasses. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if Sean Payton gets to coach the Chargers with Justin Herbert, I mean, you think about how who are the coaches that have fallen into like all time great, talented Lafleur getting Rodgers and the Packers, but he's older, a little tougher, maybe. But you give him give Lafleur a lot of credit. I haven't thought about that list of coaches who stepped in like as a quarterback who we already knew was great was a was entering his prime, which is, you know, from an age standpoint is what Herbert will be. But that's got to be on the short list of coaches stepping into jobs.
2: Well, I, I thought last week when everyone freaked out about he should yank him out of the game and Herbert didn't want to leave the game. I understood it. They, they were down the and close in the game was close today in a blowout game. His comment after the game, were, were you watching? I I, I kind of stopped paying attention when they blew him out, and then I look on the internet and everyone's like, what is he doing leaving him in? I didn't see that. And, and I saw his comment after the game is like, you know, he, he wanted to finish it. I, I think they don't parallel each other, and I think that is insane. Once you go down three-plus scores, middle of the fourth quarter, he, he's coming out of the game. I'm not risking their starting left tackle, who is a star, hurt his bicep. I mean, the Chargers guy, besides the loss and getting their ass kicked, did you see Albert Breer says like, listen, I I don't, I'm not a doctor, but the way Joey Bosa slipped reminds me of the time his brother got hurt at Ohio State that last year and had the Hmm. growing surgery. And Slater had a bicep where he did not, they, they might have lost two of their best players for a long period of time. And obviously, Herbert is injured. Is it safe to say the Chargers could be, now their schedule, I think it's like Seattle and, then they play the Browns, but they are losing players left and right. And there are some reports, you know, it's out there on the internet. People are turning on this fraud. And I've heard. What, what you mean, like in the locker room? I think they think he's kind of a phony. And I heard from a pretty credible source. I mean, I've been on this ledge without. I didn't know if I had tangible information. Uh, I had heard kind of hearsay, and I just consumed him. I'm like, yeah, this guy. I I feel pretty good at spotting kind of phonies, and he had that vibe. And if I can see that from the outside, the players are going to turn on it. And they, yeah, they, they, they quit. I mean, the Jags, I get Lawrence is playing a lot better with Doug Peterson, but give me a break. The Chargers, they gave up one huge run on this one. Like, I think it was like fourth and one. The guy takes to the house. Yeah, Joey's not on the field, but number Derwin James was standing there. Khalil was standing there. I mean, they still got, you know, JC Jackson's kind of backfired, right? They signed him with all that money. Like, that's a big thing. Remember, Niners wanted. Now, I'm not saying that it's JC Jackson or Brandon Staley's fault he got hurt, but he got hurt. He missed game one, played game two, got cooked, and then he was inactive the day. That's, you would say, for the, they gave him a ton of, that's kind of been a short term disaster for them, right? You pay that much money and you're getting yeah. two games and the one game the guy's getting cooked. So it's the Chargers are in meltdown. And the crazy thing is they're not even the biggest meltdown of their division. It's crazy now if you had to do the rankings. Obviously the Chiefs just feel the most stable. The Broncos would be kind of second. I mean, they're two and one. They're like <laughs> I don't know. who would you who would you rate in worse shape right now? The Broncos or the Chargers?
1: Um, well, the Chargers have like I, I think Denver. Because here's the thing with Denver, like we look at Denver like they're not supposed to be good, but that is not how they view themselves. They're in bad shape. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they just hired a coach and just paid Russell Wilson a bunch of money, and he might not be good anymore. The Chargers do have Justin Herbert, so like organizationally, even if he's, they
2: have he's to, but he's but he's banged up right now.
1: Well, I understand, but I'm I'm just saying
2: like oh, you're saying long term.
1: I'm yeah, just saying big picture. Like now, who's more likely to make the playoffs? I would still say the Chargers, but I also I do wonder if if we are the Chargers owners, we're sitting in a meeting going, do we need to mandate that like Herbert sits? The last thing we want is for him to be in any long-term risk of injury. Now, you know, this injury is not that this particular injury would get worse, but I would – my number one priority would be protecting Justin Herbert today.
2: What would you – you want to do an early week four look ahead? Raiders hosting the Broncos, guess the line.
1: Uh, I'm going to say Raiders minus – I bet that game closes at like four and a
2: half. Like they're a better football team than the Broncos. See, I was gonna go pick them. Really, I was gonna go open it. Would probably be like Raiders. Like I've watched
1: the Raiders. They got problems.
2: Oh, they got a lot of problems. It just feels
1: like their defense. You think, Russ? A lot Maybe of delay of games from um, now. The the. Oh my god! I mean, the Bucs had a delay game on a two point
2: conversion today to tie the game. I don't mind being at the seven yard line sometimes, unless you're going to run it on that play. But
1: a little more space, I know. Well, they were going to run it in the two yard play, and oh, were they? Did you that? They, they ran it? it. Was it who was calling that game? Olsen, uh, Greg, Olson, Greg Olson, and
2: Burkhart. Yeah, was, was I mean, it was game of the day. Yeah,
1: yeah. Burkhart's like that play was going to work. Like they handed the to Fournette. Bur- Burkhart, uh, I mean, Olson's goes. They were going to walk in for a touchdown.
2: Okay, if you're running at the two yard line, get delay games. Can we do
1: something about these delays? Can we just get a buzzer on the play clock? Every game I'm watching, it's like snap clocks at zero and everyone's like now remember the protocol is the referee looks at the ball looks at the clock looks at the b- how can we just get a buzzer a play clock something anything
2: why is do, it so hard do you think it could be the lack of practice no no teams alone I'm seeing a lot of delay games maybe I don't know what it is but yeah, have you is, noticed
1: that yes
2: uh, delay games left and right home teams away teams so if you wanted to defend Josh McDaniels and Nate Hacker you just say fuck look around the league I, it feels like I we're gonna to have to get a PFF updated stat tomorrow. Like it's a whole time record for delay games through three through three weeks. Uh, uh look ahead
1: right now, John Raiders minus one and a half after that game opened as a pick 'em. Uh Niners right now minus two. M- minus two? Minus two, our home uh, against you know, the Rams. Six and zero in the last regular season. <laughs> uh, you know some early lock of the week thoughts. Um, I, I, we'll, we'll I, here's what time. I know:
2: I would stay away from both those two games. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> games, games were there
1: were some. I mean, the Ravens game was wild again. Mac Jones. I, I, who's uh? Can I go eat my cookie
2: now? Who's there, how long have you had a cookie sitting there? I don't know. Like hours. the whole show? Yeah, but I got this one. You know, where's the cookie close. come from? You know, it's like, yeah, I understand. Home- homemade? Yeah, homemade. You know, I just, I, and I a see, cookie. this is an incredible. I see display. what you get used to. You know, it's food made for you and stuff life. This
1: is an incredible <laughs> display of self control by Middlecoff, who's been sitting there with a cookie. It's like one of those videos where like a dog is sitting there and sitting there and they put the two hands in front and the dog chooses the hand with only one thing and eats that. And then they show him they had all the stuff in the other hand. And the dog just goes, oh, no.
2: Like a cookie dough delivered probably about 20 minutes in, just the cookie dough. And then the cookie yeah. delivered probably about an hour. So the cookies have been baked. Go ahead. Eat, eat your, you, you have one has. A, I got cookie dough too. Yeah. You,
1: you have earned that. Um, cause of all, cause whatever your inbox, your, 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 your mentions look like. Hey, uh, oh, good job, the, Kyle. Just back away from the mic for a second. Uh, the, the melon hats, by the way, we'll give them a, give them a little spice. M E L I N dot com slash ham. 20% off melon hats. We love them. Um, I tried to go use the promo code. It's like, sorry, you've already bought a bunch of stuff from us. But First time users. I think, but you know, try it. Try it with somebody else's email. Whatever. M-E-L-I-N dot com slash am 20% off great hats. All right. Godspeed Go Raiders. Thanks for everybody. Appreciate y'all hanging with us. Later.
0: Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app.